deserves one. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead. Or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is the meaning. In the phrase of Barry Goldwater, peace through strength, Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on Earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It, it is Freedom Friday, and we got a great show. I'm your host, James, and I got my co-host, Alan. What's that, up? Uh, beautiful looking guy over there. That's four foot nothing. Go um, fuck yourself. Already <laughs> we're starting. Already. Well, already. Oh, of course. We got to start out hot. It's Freedom Friday. We're gangbanging <laughs> on the government. We got some great guests today. I'm really excited to have these guys on. Uh, I met I met V Lynn down in Dallas, and and I have I know I met I met Mick at my house not too long ago uh, on Fourth of July. And I was about to say I was there, and I'm pretty sure you were there I for the first cook. I smoked a six footer. You did. You 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 smoked George W. Cush. Yes. Um, and uh, the the commander in chief, and 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 we had a session. Uh, it was a really fucking good time, and that's that's definitely a time I'm going to remember forever. But uh you guys are the host of the patriot party podcast uh, i love the name of that show the patriot Nick, party podcast and, and you guys do unbelievable work you guys have a great show you do a daily show right live yeah weekdays at 6 p.m for our newscast and then we do uh true spiracy which is our conspiracy theory show or you know conspiracy theories that have come true we um but uh and we just moved that to sundays so that we can be on pilled and foxhole as well so yep more like conspiracy truth now yeah, that's why we call it true spiracy yeah that's that's a great name for it um and you guys how long have you guys been going down the rabbit hole like is this something because being yeah. down the rabbit hole his entire life he's been a part of it <laughs> he, dug, he dug most of the rabbit holes to be quite honest um, well, I know the shovels are buried. Let's just put it okay. that way. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I fell down some of the holes that he left around the house, you know, broke my ankle a few times. Um, he had to dig me out. Found, found some dildos. You know. Oh, no. I did, yes. Dildos. The suction cups <laughs> throwing them against the wall. Oh, no, no, no. Wearing them on foreheads. You, I mean, you oh. want to start out hot for freedom. Yeah, start out hot. I, wa I want the full. <laughs> you want to start with I that? I want the full. All right, I want the full Mick and Veland. I want the, the audience to know exactly what they're getting into because I fucking I, love you guys. You guys I want you awesome. to start this story from fucking when the dildos became a thing. Actually, I'll start. I'll start I'm gonna start it before then. So, okay. There's now, one. Hold on, there's one added adjective that when I, you told this story originally that you used, I guess it would be an adjective because there's a description. You, you, I'll, I'll get, I'll get there. But let me, let me, let me give y'all a little background for those of you that don't know Mick and I. Now, um, Mick's mother was my fifth grade teacher. Okay, I have literally known him my entire life and he stalked me for a good portion of that like the man legitimately stalked me for 15 years before it was illegal um <laughs> oh, if you're not watching on video you're missing out you're yeah, missing you, out you call it stalking i call it you know admiring from afar to marry him admiring from afar in a tree Skip class and like you know how when you're in high school like the the windows and the door are like kind of cloudy right you then they have like the little lines in them right and it, he he'd skip his class and he'd come stand outside the door of my class and you just you'd look over and you just see like mixed 
creepy face just staring at you. And the teacher would like look over and be like, what are you doing? What is go back to class? What's wrong? I want, with I want you? that one. I want what? that one. I want that, was that one. That was Walker, okay. Um, but we had we had a, a you remember the game with the retarded claw? That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> I want that one. I want that one. <laughs> oh, like voice so, claw. I, I couldn't I couldn't stand him for the longest time. <laughs> and uh and then we ended up with a, a mutual friend became a mutual enemy, pissed us both off. And, and that, of course, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So we became friends. Um, and I eventually, I ended up giving him my car when I went to college, which was a 79 Chevy Malibu. This bitch was a fucking steel boat. Um, I hope I can cuss on here because of yeah, you. No, yeah. I, I, I oh, think you oh, yeah. Oh, you, oh, watch your fucking mouth. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. um, uh, it, it was, it was spray painted red in the sun. So it was like baked on red and the interior was purple. Spray painted red. Spray painted red. The interior was fluorescent fuzzy. Um, and, uh, and so we put black fuzzy, fluorescent purple yeah fluorescent purple fuzzy okay um and it it went 1979 and it went super fast but you never knew how fast you were going because the speedometer set at zero all the time it was old now it was a v8 in it oh hell yeah this bitch was insane overhead overhead dual cam v8 motor you could open the trunk and see the ground so we tied the the they uh, bump oh, on board and, and oh like, no, this hanger. is a straight hoopty. And uh, and the the break went the brakes were nineteen seventy nine and it went the fuck? All right. And the brakes were like air brakes on a truck, so you had to start pumping them like a mile out. Um well this this fucked hard ended up crashing my car. Um no the first time I drove up into my parents' driveway. And my parents lived on a hill, so I gave it a little bit more gas. Well, I went to slam on the brakes to stop the car, and the car didn't stop. And I kept traveling around. Went around the house. One loop. Came back around the second time, looked up at the kitchen window. My dad's standing there, and he's dumping coffee out of the coffee pot, looking at me going, why the fuck is there a car driving through my backyard? Asking (laughs) the same question that every single other human being in America was asking at that same exact moment. What the fuck is this guy doing? He ran into the By the time I made it to the front of the house, my dad's standing on the front stoop going, what is this retard doing so uh he he ran into the wood pile to stop it and and his dad then proceeded to call my dad who proceeded to call me and i didn't hear from this idiot for like eight months until i came home on vacation from college and i went to a mutual friend's house for a party and there he was playing beer pong in the driveway i did not know he was tripping on acid so all i did was start screaming at him and all he saw was a dragon with flames coming out of its head and i didn't get any reaction out of him so i walked up to him and i kicked him in the balls and then he was laying on the ground crying watching a dragon stand over him with flames coming out of its head um <laughs> is that the moment we all know it was true love was that the moment is that the moment that you, you popped the question did you like get up from it's normally when that happens in that story but no dumbass went a whole different direction no no he he went so he uh he flunked out of college because he had deferred the army for a little bit to go to college but that didn't work out so he flunked out the first time so they sent his ass overseas and whatnot and he ended up getting married to some cunt whore who looked <laughs> sort of like me 
but I, I sent not, her an invitation to the okay? wedding. He sent me an invitation to his wedding so that I would tell him not to get married. Hey, she was a hoa. <laughs> she was a hoa. She was a fucking She hoa. fucked she nine guys while he was deployed and then divorced him on the grounds of abandonment because he was deployed. Wow. She qualifies as a cunt whore. Okay. I agreed. Hey, yeah. She was a whore. So, she was a whore. And, then, and then he married me like uh, four months after they ink dried on his divorce papers. So that's, that was fine. And then he got blown up about uh, three months later and ended up having to have major brain surgery. Okay. That was fun. So wow. they actually, they, they cut open his head and um, to like, separated as the two halves of his corpus callosum because he had a an ar arterial wow. venous malformation and the two halves there. of the brain yeah so the two halves of his brain so they they severed his corpus callosum so he can use the two halves of his brain independent of each other it's pretty fucking cool what are you doing using your big school words just use normal people words you understand what you're talking about. so you can I'm use putting the urinal it's not feminine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like your right your right brain and your left brain normally they work together his yeah. work independent of each other separately it's crazy but uh so anyway so he he was the first soldier to ever re-enlist out of walter reed medhold and he almost immediately redeployed and um and then he ended up on a like one of those super squirrely special secret teams um yes, you know, he, was, he was a sniper and a fucking jump master and he did all kinds of crazy shit right like everything that you could imagine that someone did in the in the army mick did it um and probably well, if you listen to our uh, if you listen to our show you'll know him as dick punch because as soon as yeah. you told me that told me that story of you when i came yeah. home i was I'm, like you know, i'm glad you brought that up because that's how i know like james uh, refers re refers I, to I, Nick told, I was like dude, punch, but i'm so I never, proud of our military i'm so proud of this like this yeah. is amazing i've just and, never uh, heard the story so i need to well, hear the story so well, hold on we'll get to that story so okay. i will start with the dildo story oh, okay this Jesus was Christ. immediate, almost immediately post brain surgery. Um, I, I think this was your your first official deployment with your new special airline yeah. team. Yes. Okay. Um, with Delta, I was with. Yeah, he was with Delta, right? So, <clears throat> so I I worked at a hotel. I ran a very large hotel in Savannah. And one day I'm on the phones, and um, the housekeepers bring down to me this blue duffel bag okay good good si medium-sized duffel bag and it's vibrating and they're freaking the fuck out okay <laughs> and there's like they're i mean they're in their broken spanish spanglish i'm like trying to keep up my spanish isn't that great my spanglish is worse and i'm like i ladies let's just open the bag no 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 no, no miss v no 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 okay all right calm down so i open the bag and it is full of dildos medium-sized dildos the oh, nasty no 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 sir like, no this shit, no sir it hadn't been cleaned like there's like cottage cheese stuck oh like, stop that was what i was talking about earlier the cottage cheese <laughs> Just nasty and in this there's like i mean there's suction cup there's strap lines there's butt plugs there's butterflies i mean there's a couple thousand dollars for the dildos there more is, than that it was like there four, is five a thousand dollars giant double-ended 
black veined dong. Okay. This bitch was like a snake. It was like a cobra. Like it was insane. All right. So I, I called the ladies that left it behind, um, nice lesbian ladies. And I, I left a voicemail for them. And I was like, Hey ladies, um, we, we found some personal items left behind in your room. You know, if you, you want me to ship them back to you, just, I put them on the lost and found blog as, um, Navy duffel bag with personal items, <laughs> give a call back and with your address and a credit card and I'll, I'll send them back to you. And they never called. So after 30 days, that shit's that that's up for grabs Well, I grabbed it and I, <laughs> Put that shit in priority mailbox. <laughs> this is me. I put it in a priority mailbox and I stuck his APO A address on it and I shipped that bitch over to him. Oh so my then, overseas. So then, so then yeah, I was we were at the time we were currently uh we were uh, at a location. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, special forces guys. Yeah. I, I go down and uh, I was like, uh, the guys like one of the guys called me up. He's like, Hey dude, uh, you got something down here. I was like, Now okay. mind you, hold on. I never send him stuff, right? I like he deployed 19 times while we were married. I fucking I never sent him shit. After like the first or second deployment, I'm like, fuck that. No. I'd put it out on Facebook. He needs this, that, and the other. And like everybody. I mean, he would get boxes all the time, but never from me. All so, right. So my my guys call me up and they're like, hey, dude, you 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 got this box down here. It's not really a box, it's a bag. I was like, okay, so what's the problem? Bring it up here. He's like, Well, it came in off the air transport we just got and i was like yeah so it's a mail and i was like yeah and your point and i was like bring it up here with the rest of the mail so they brought it up and yeah i get this duffel bag and i'm sitting there in the office i'm like i was working on something i grab it pull it over i look at the address and i'm like what the fuck she sent me now and i didn't i didn't even think about it i kicked it under the desk and i was like whatever i went back to work <laughs> um about I don't know, probably four or five hours later, I'm sitting there in my hooch and I was like, oh shit, I forgot. I had to go back to the office. I grabbed the bag. I bring it back to my room and I'm on the phone with her. I called her. I'm like, what the fuck did you send me in a fucking gigantic blue fucking gay ass like sailor's bag? <laughs> and so I'm opening this motherfucker up and, and I open it up, up. I and can't she, I've got her on FaceTime and she's looking at me and she just sees my eyes go. <laughs> I was like, this is the best bag ever, ever, <laughs> ever. So what immediately happened, babe, I got to go. And I hung up immediately. We're outside. I got two of our junior guys. We're attaching butt plugs, dildos to every vehicle that we have. Antennas had dildos hanging off of them. We had butt plugs as hood ornaments. We had fucking every vehicle, everywhere we could put a fucking ribbed cock, we put it there. Didn't you give the little oh. local boys little cocks to put put? So so <laughs> we saved boys. we saved all the suction cup ones. Oh my! And everybody God. looked at me and they go, "Well, what are we gonna do with those?" I was like, "Watch." So we're out there driving around. These little kids, Mister, 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 coming up asking for water and shit, wanting food, wanting for us to pay for their next fucking twelve years of college and everything else they're gonna go to school for. Fucking dollar fifty, you know, basically. <laughs> in that penny, you know, it's you know the 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 breakout is the same. Um, so what did we do? Well, we did the next Americanly thing, and we threw them suction cup dildos. <laughs> What, what did they do with these suction cup dildos? Well, we told them to affix them to their forehead oh and they made God. them unicorn. So now get this. 
there's a bunch of suction head kitted dildo wearing kids and she's dildo wearing kids with balls bouncing off of their (laughs) nose as they're running around screaming their unicorns i'm a unicorn holy shit (laughs) wait 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 it gets better gets better gets better i know there's more better than that so wait there's more wait wait oh wait yeah oh yeah i'm sorry there's more then we're sitting there and i only had a couple left and we're getting ready to leave out and i'm sitting there looking around going what the fuck am i gonna do with this monster fucking black python this true (laughs) alabama black snake you can't do that you can't do that yet wait we gotta we gotta we gotta what what am i gonna do with this thing right (laughs) i mean you can do whatever the fuck you want i'm just kidding but so i'm sitting there going i'll talk another one i'm ready to go (laughs) i smoke weed alan has a cigar i don't mean to interrupt (laughs) go ahead go go ahead mick i'm like what am i gonna do with this gigantic fucking double-headed black dildo that literally it was uh it was close to it was like 30 33 inches around and it was or no, no it, was it was 18 inches 18 around. inches around 37 inches long it was 36 oh, inches long. oh that's amateur hour right james yeah. <laughs> takes that on a daily basis so we, we on every one of these types of teams there's a warrant officer our warrant officer wasn't anything unlike any other warrant officer that's out there. They're very dry. No sense of humor. No real sense of humor that you can see. They never smile. They're very, very impersonal. They're very to the book. Look, this is what the book says. This is the way we're supposed to do it. I had never seen this motherfucker smile. I was like, I know exactly what I'm doing with that dildo. <laughs> they said, Hey, Mick, you've got the bags for customs. Fuck, that's like the worst detail to get. It sucks because you got to sit there and you got to wait for customs to go through everybody's bags. But then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, fuck you, watch this. I got my fucking time period. I've got everything I need because ain't nobody else going to be around. It's only going to be my ass. Oh, I know what the fuck's going on. Found the warrants bag, grabbed his bag, opened it up in front of the customs guy. Customs guy's like, yep, that's good to go. Took the bag back, stuffed in. That fucking dildo curled it up in the middle of his bag. We still have to get screened. Our bags still get screened if they're going on the plane with us. And I knew this pl- bag was going on the plane with him. I was like, <laughs> oh, you got something coming to you, motherfucker. So we're sitting there at the airport. So when you get there to the airport, you got to hand hump your shit into the airport. We go through customs on the Afghani side. We don't go through customs when we get back to America. We only do it in Afghanistan because our flight's almost direct back. So we're sitting there and uh, I was like, all right, this will be badass. So there we are whole fucking, our whole group is in the fucking airport and there's, it's only us. And it's probably about a, maybe about 200 of us. There's nobody else in this airport. They got everything else walled off because we're there, blah, blah, blah. They're not allowed to take pictures of us, <laughs> all this other bullshit. Right. So we're going through this and this customs guy, a young kid, probably about, James's size, and he looked about 10 years younger than James. He fucking probably about 20 something years old, his first fucking like overseas assignment ever. And he gets the warrants back. It goes through the scanner. He sees a weird thing in there. He goes, I got to pull that bag. He pulls the bag down in front of, because there's no walls, there's nothing separating us. Everybody can see what the fuck is going on. 
This kid reaches in the bag. He pulls out a lump of clothes, puts it to the side. He reaches back down and he grabs this gigantic black dildo and he holds it straight in the air so everybody can see it. <laughs> and he's standing there and he looks at the warrant. And I'm thinking to myself, there is no way that this can't get any better. This is fucking hysterical. Everybody is going to die laughing about this for the end of time. The one person who could figure out how to suck the fun out of that room was my warrant. And what did he do? He looked at that young CBP kid and he said, what, could you take it? <laughs> Stoic as fuck, just sitting there. And I'm sitting there going, You have got to be fucking kidding me right now. I went through like weeks of preparation for this. I even ensured I got that detail to watch the bags to make sure that this went off without a hitch. And this motherfucker does that. I was like, That's it. So then I'm on the plane flying back to the States and we always take Ambien and uh, melatonin, tons of Ambien, tons of melatonin. And and we pass awesome. out for the whole flight. How long is the flight? Uh, 18, 18 and a half hours. Wow. So we get back, I wake up we, we get the alert. <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to be landing in America soon. Blah, 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 that type of thing. And I'm sitting there going off. Oh, fuck. And I, I like got up real quick and I looked around and there is nothing but dildos surrounding me. <laughs> Somebody took a Sharpie and outlined a dildo on my face with a Sharpie. You know how hard that is to scrub off in an airplane bathroom? <laughs> with a Sharpie, yeah, you guys, just airplane soap. What am I going to do? Go whoop that warrant no. officer's ass? No. I ain't doing shit. I sat there and I said, touche, senor. Touche. That guy. If you're, you're going to play the game, yeah, yep. if you're going to play the game, you, you better you better be ready to play the game. If you're not going to you're, you're take it. You yeah. got to look at that point. And that was fucking amazing. I, I got, got it. was fucking badass, though. Shoot, like, just the balls to, to just put this huge monster cock. Alan's fucking breakfast every day. <laughs> Every day, you Every really day. Like you, you like going deep on that, huh? That's Alan. Yeah, it's Alan's breakfast. He talks about it every day. In our James group. is obsessed. Camel toe style. James is obsessed with cock. James is obsessed with me and cock. <laughs> James loves so hearing James cock in, in his own mouth. What you're saying? What's that? James is obsessed with your cock. Is that what you're saying? I, I think he's just obsessed with cock in general. Love it. Yeah, okay. I mean, he eats strawberry ice cream cones before every show. Like They're a- fucking delicious. It's <laughs> Just the way he says delicious, he might as well say blow a load on my face. Just the way he says delicious. It's delicious. Play, 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 play the song, babe. Oh, there you go. Went and got that from, you remember, you know Steve's? Steve, I haven't yeah. smoked Steve's bong. Okay, well, that's the bong that he's got. I went and bought one. And tell Steve the next time you see him that I went and bought this just because of him because that shit was that badass. This has got ice in the reservoir. Oh, that's fucking awesome. It is fucking fucking awesome. What does the ice do in a bong? 
cools down the hit. Like, it cools it all down, melts it out. If you cough a lot normally after smoking, man, I tell you what, an ice bong, holy shit. You James cough. coughs like a bitch every time he takes a red. hit. Nick's such a bougie smoker, it's not even This little red thing goes in the freezer, and it's, it's a glycerin coil, so it, the glass doesn't expand or contract. So yeah, dude, you should have talked to me, man. I'm the bong. What does it prevent? Prevent like that that hot pipe syndrome where you get like actually, the hot ash in your throat. I actually, when you get that like hot cock stuck down your throat. Uh, yeah. What? I actually bought this today at the. Uh, Holy shit! What fucking doing science project is that? <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, that, does I, that spill uh, alcohol while you? <laughs> yeah, I was about what to does say. that do? That's a dab rig. Uh, so uh, uh, you just heat it up and take a dab, and yeah. it's like it's like super concentrated weed, and you get really fucking stoned, and it's you could not handle that yet. I want to try it. You could not try it. So 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 when you come when you guys come to the bike ride, when you guys come to the bike ride, Mick, out of the fucking show because he got so high. You were doing a dab with me. When you guys come out for the bike yeah, ride. Because me and Justin did four dabs and I was like, holy shit, that got me uber stoned uber quick. And I was like, holy shit, that's oh, yeah, it's, it's hot pockets of weed. It's like instant yeah. stone. Oh like, yeah. We did that whole we had uh he had that whole smoking thing with the dabs. He put the dabs in his uh the, puff, the puffco. I I I, yeah. I told him to get it's so funny that you bring that up because what's the, the difference why- what the fuck is a dab? I don't smoke weed, so what the fuck is a dab? What is it? What is it? So, Concentrated oil. So okay. so on the flower, the flower has oils and and yeah, that I know. I just uh, we when you heat it up, it's like hash. Like if you're an okay. old head, it's like yeah. hash. It's just it's basically hash. Hey, uh, back in the back in the day, and back in the day for me it was like a Wednesday, and it was it's always Wednesday. About fourteen years ago, when we were in Afghanistan, we would purposefully ride motorcycles out to the middle of hash fields and then set the fucking motorcycles on fire and then stand downwind from the fucking. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. That's amazing. Well, I, the Hindu Kush <laughs> mountains are out there, dude. Like, exactly. We were that's, in the middle of the Hindu Kush yeah. mountains, burning motorcycles in hash fields. That's what my buddy, my buddy was a chopper gunner out in Afghanistan. And uh, he's, he flew out there and he's like, yo, we would stop and just hang out in the, <laughs> the Kush mountains and just burn some fields. It was great. That's cool. That's pretty fucking um, awesome. But, <clears throat> no, Alan, uh, dabs, it, it's just super concentrated. And it's gonna it's it's cleaner. Like you're gonna get higher quicker. You're not gonna smell like weed. Um, it's and, pretty uh, amazing, actually. Yeah, I'll do one on the air. And the opposite the the opposite of the of like when you the nasties is like when you scrape out your pipes and your bongs and you you like you smoking the, the resin like, right yeah and that's the that's the nasty yeah. dirty shit yeah you don't smoke that shit that's like no, well like, I, when you when you're desperate and you can't get your weed dealer on the phone people yeah. are smoking the resin yeah well now it's 2022 it's legal everywhere. Or they're doing, or they're doing the backside of their fucking, you know, they're doing like the crack horse style. They're scraping it out, pouring it into a fucking aluminum wrapper, lighting that shit up, and making their own dabs. Yeah. (laughs) No, that shit's gross. That shit's disgusting. Nasty. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't even understand you right now. (laughs) What are we? What are we gangbanging on the government about tonight, James? You got anything good? What are we doing? Uh, We got the recession. We've got so much. What are you talking about? We've been going about it. I know, I've been going all. I've been going all week. All week. I know. I've. I, I had a busy, bit, super busy today. Day the past two days. I was at the trade show, out in, uh, in the Las Vegas Convention Center. The weed trade show is pretty flat. That's where I got this guy over here. Um, 
But oh. as far as the government, as far as the government goes, you see what DC is is trying to do with the what? What illegal now? with the illegal immigrants. Oh, with well, the National Guard. The National Guard, but yeah, the DC about, mayor. What about assault rifle ban? Do you see that? Yeah, two seventeen. What two seventeen to two thirteen? They had two Republicans yeah. vote for them, uh, for it, and like eight Democrats vote against or something like that. It's going to die in the Senate. I mean, they're not going to get their their their. No, 16. they're trying to rush. They're trying to rush everything through, and this is what they did. Like they had, they John Kerry had that UN bill that was going through, and it got, and it, if it got to Obama's desk, it would have got signed, but it didn't get through the Senate. Just like it's, this is the same exact thing. It's not going to get through the Senate. Did you see the video clip of that vile cunt Nancy Pelosi when she said it, but when she was calling out the votes and they, you know, the Democrats are doing backflips, fucking cheering like, yeah, we got it's all <laughs> optics. They got their win in the House. They could chalk it up for their win when they know. But then they're all going to die when it dies right. in the Senate. Well, and then hold, get on. Their sticky votes. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Remember, <laughs> we're, we're just setting everything up for the great for the great cover up. Right. Because it's about to change, folks. If, if you're not prepared for this, you're about to hear about how Joe Biden built fucking eight miles worth of Donald Trump's wall in Arizona yeah. because he had to do it because it was a safety thing. Safety. Safety. Oh, but wait a minute. What happened to not one more foot of Donald Trump's wall would be built? What happened to that? I, I guess that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you said that before, Joe. What, 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 what has anything this man have has said has he done? He's always done. He said he was going to get us out of a recession, right? When he was taking office, he's going to get us out of a recession. He just changed the definition to it. He's not going to stop fracking. He's not going to stop oil. Guess what he did? He stopped it. He just you know he's selling twenty million more barrels of our of our you know strategic petroleum reserve. It's no big deal. We're not going to replenish it. Hey, let's remember, too, what that's for. That's for the military to maneuver around the United States when the shit really hits the fan, you know? No, I agree. I I, I really think it sounds like Marine. I I get it. It sounds like Marine when the shit hits the fan. But that's really what it sounds like. It sounds like Marine. I I really think we're we're, we're heading that way. And look at what's coming. I I don't even think we've seen the brunt. Not close. Not even close. Like I think we're really gonna, like I think there's going to be a point where there's like ten dollar gallons of gas, and it's going to be uh, get milk, milk and meat are going to be like twenty. But it's going to be absurd. Gas just oh. dropped dramatically, like abnormally dramatically dropped in my area in the last couple of days. Yeah. Like I, I thought I got a deal last week when I got it at four nineteen a gallon. Right. Just went about. I know. I, of course. Right back up. It was 409 today in all of the area places. So it dropped another 10 cents. You know, they were all, oh, look, gas is dropping. Yeah, come on. Stop the bullshit. Just so, stop. So we, we saw it. Uh, it was 408 over the weekend here. Okay. Um, like last weekend. And then it, it dropped to like, yeah, it dropped like Monday, Tuesday, 389. 399. 399. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's already back at 411. No, it's still three eighty nine. Um, uh, I drove by uh, when oh, we were coming back. It was, was three eighty nine Aldi. Yeah, yeah, okay. but that's not like that's really good yeah. grass. Um, so you guys, you guys on your show, I I catch it here and there. Um, I got to be honest, I I'm I'm so bad because I'm involved in so much shit. I don't get a chance. There there are certain shows like I want to watch and I never get a chance to, and I feel bad because. I 
you know, it, it sucks. Like, I, I, there are so many good shows out there, you know, except James's. James's show fucking blows. Thank Sorry. God for Nick and Anthony. He's they're the only two that keep that show together. But they uh, pull the weight, you know. They pull they all the pull fucking weight. Well, he just sits there. I'm just gonna sit here with my beard and just talk. When you know, I don't know. No, I'm only kidding. So no. I'm really not. But anyway, what do, you guys are you guys are always always got got good stuff going on on your show though. And I, like you throw it in the in the Instagram group that we're in, and I I, I see a show and I breeze through it. But like, what is? But those of you that suffer through james and i on now mondays and fridays but what do you guys you like your hot button topics like that you really like dive into is there by, anything like by far the news so, uh because right, yeah. like that's the primary that's how our show is made up we do the news monday through friday we, on we, sunday we, sunday we talk about everything uh, nothing is off the table on sunday you can talk about whatever you want you want to talk about fucking smurfs we're going to talk about smurfs on sunday um Monday through, Friday. Monday through Friday, though, we primarily oh, do here's the deal that with the news shows, right? We have completely different hot topics, as it were. He he's a political science guy. He primarily deals with the um, the politics, domestic and international, gives a, a good military perspective on it. I tend to delve into COVID and the jab. That's really my big hot button. So I can give you stats and figures on that all day long. I mean, I, I researched that probably a good four or five, six hours. What made, what made made you decide that you were going to dive into all of the, the COVID stuff and the vaccines? Like did, did anything affect you directly where you were like, Hey, let me look into this. Yeah, we have two kids, but God told me not to take the jab real early on, like March 11th of um, 2020. Me and my wife were like, fuck that. And we have a nine-year-old who was, you know, she was seven, turning seven at the time when this was all happening. We even pulled her out of public school last year. She did the whole fourth grade in a homeschool co-op. I'm done with public schools for that reason. And in New York, our unelected, you know, vile twat, Kathy Hochul, she now uh, there's some rumblings where, you know, she's running for now she's running for election and unfortunately probably going to win because New York fucking sucks. And now she's saying maybe around Thanksgiving after the election, she's going to come out with a surprise and say that all the kids in New York state will be required to get the jab to attend public school. That was talked about a lot today. And, uh, you know, I like all these organizations, Vilan, like uh, Moms for Liberty and all that. But in, in my area. Before we pull, what's that? It's parents. Parents have to stand up. It is parents. And the problem is everybody is afraid to live in the inconvenience of pulling your kids out and doing what's best for your kid because, you know, oh, we have to work. We work two jobs and they're using the public schools as the free public babysitter and not worrying about what's going on in school because we were holding rallies right before the school year started last year. I started one. The first one, like 75 people showed up. It was great. They were all into it. And they wanted me to do another one. We did another one a week later and five people showed up. And it was like two weeks before school started. And then school started and everybody was like, oh, well, you know, it's not the summer anymore. So we're sending our kids to school with masks strapped to their face. And we're going to be all pieces of shit and talk a good game and not do anything. So me and 12 other families throughout the district, we were like, well, fuck this. We're just going to pull our kids then. Fuck it. We found a homeschool co-op, 75 to 100 kids go. They go six classes a day, no masks, zero cases of COVID throughout the entire year. Like, you know, fuck this. So I'm I'm always like, I'm always talking about the schools and the 
you know, the you transgender agenda week. and all that shit. We talk about it every week. And yeah. I, I think it's, yeah. I think it's one of the most important agendas that we need to talk about because that's our future. Like look at what's happened to so many generations who believe socialism is a good idea and it works. And we, the, the government should just control everything and the government should just give us everything for free. Cause it's big daddy government. And that's how the world works. What's um, pandemic part two going to be? Someone in the, in the chat on my end said it, you know, Bill Gates, literal statement, you know, he, it's it's we're gonna have the second pandemic 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 part two and actually i was i was just gonna about to ask you this so yeah you know it's one thing for parents to send their kids back to school in mass because they don't see the immediate effects of the mass yeah or they don't recognize them right their kids getting more bronchitis or pneumonia or coughing or getting headaches or throwing up or whatever and they're not they're just not putting two and two together because that cognitive dissonance is so strong and they can't really believe that they're forcing their kids into this but when their children start dying when they start going upstairs in the morning to wake their kids up for school and their kids are dead when That's when you have a stadium full of what eight nine hundred kids watching a football game and you have kids dropping dead from heart attacks on the field, that's when they're going to feel the immediate effects of it. And that's what that's going to be the pandemic part two. I'm sorry to say it, but that's what's happening already. Let me me, me tell you even a scarier stat. This one is the one that really kind of rocked my world. I got a buddy of mine. I, I used to be a cop down here in Georgia and I got a buddy of mine who's a cop and he told me, he said, you know what the scariest stat that I just heard today was? And I said, no, what's that? He said that uh, more cops are showing up to scenes. They're giving kids Narcan because they think they've OD'd on some sort of opiate and the Narcan's not working and the kids are still dying. And they're like, it's not opiates. There's something else killing kids. They're showing up, kids blue in the face, looks like he just took a fucking hot hit of something. Everything is dead. We pump Narcan into you, keep pumping on your chest. Once that Narcan neutralizes that shit, you should, like, it's almost instantaneous. 90% of the kids that wake up from a Narcan hit, let me tell you something, they come out swinging. So far. So far, I caught three of those motherfuckers. Alan Alan used to be an EMT. Yeah, when I was a medic in the city, we used to Narcan people all the time. And we, so, you know, we'd do it. We'd start an IV. We'd do it through the line. And we had, we would make sure we would give it to them a little at a time just to make sure they were breathing. The airway was controlled. If they were, if we had to intubate them, fine. And then depending on the hospital we were going to, like if we went, Vila, and you said you were born at Jamaica Hospital, right? So I worked out of that hospital for a while. And depending on who the charge nurse was or if the nurses were really pissing us off that night, as soon as we got through the ER door, we'd give them the rest of it really quick so they'd wake up and the nurses would have to fucking deal with them swinging. Because they they start swinging. There's uh, three of them that Narcan, because down here in Georgia, we're not allowed to carry Narcan as firefighters. However, the EMTs, paramedics, and the cops do. Okay. Well, I showed up on one scene. This dude just got two bumps from two different cops, and they had already started CPR down here. If you start it, you got to continue it all the way through. Okay. So I'm sitting there going, okay, fuck. This didn't work. Uh, that point, one of our advanced paramedics showed up in a SUV. He brought in his bag. He's got a drug bag with him. He starts an IV uh, through I.O., mind you and uh fucking starts and pumps in it starts saline with narcan solution i was like oh this this is gonna be weird dude came up swinging i took a step back went right past me and i came right over the top of him hit him right in the jaw (laughs) 
put him right back to sleep. Yeah. Said, yeah, you hit your head when you came up, dumbass. You know, you just you just ruin their high and they're pissed off. I had a stockbroker. He he they he pulled his tube out before the bag was inflated. We sat up, pulled the tube out. We I mean we had we had defib pads on him and everything. He was he was in respiratory arrest. It, it was wild. It was just wild. Some of the what Narcan does to sure some people. Both, both have some wild stories doing that, seeing that shit. That's just yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But now it's not working because it's not drugs that's affecting these kids. Oh, it's yeah. drug. it's the they jab. can't breathe. Why are, why are all these young young people dying? Like it's it's crazy. Young how- athletes. We had two little leaguers under the age of ten die in my area just spontaneously on the field. <laughs> Just had the dude from Notre Dame, the fucking former linebacker for Notre Dame, who yeah. fucking just died running around Actually, his neighborhood. You know yeah, what? Basketball player too. So two two things I do. Um, well, one thing in particular. Have you guys heard of um, the Acovia website? Website E C H O V I A. It's an obituary no. website, and it it tracks obituaries in whatever area you put in for thirty days. Okay. Um, and I started tracking them for our area a year ago when uh, Randout Rancast included me into it. Uh-huh. Um, and at that time, there were on the average about 3,500 deaths a month every 30 days. And, and now, mind you, this was a year ago. I don't know what it was before then. Now it's up to, as of this morning, 8,254. What's the website? E C H O V I A. E C H O V I A. dot com. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I want to check that out. That's wild. And well, okay. So it gives you the amount of deaths, but then these are just obituaries. Oh, like you're not good. E C H O V I T A. I T A. Yeah. So you're. It's not telling you. Obviously, yeah, you, the- can, you you can look at individual obituaries. It gives you the total number at the top for like I put in Savannah, Georgia, because that's where yeah. we are. Um. So it gives you all the obituaries for for our general area for running thirty days. Um. So it gives you the total number, and then it shows you the most recent up front, and then you know you can look further back. Um. And it might give you the full obituary. Or it might give you an abbreviated one, basically whatever it pulls out. You'll be of. able to see like ages and how old these people are in a lot of the obituaries. Oh, yeah, so about half of them. Yeah, sometimes uh, maybe three quarters. It'll actually say the age right at the front. You can, you, you can it do something. Show the clause of death, but it does show the age. You can do something similar if you go on Google and just type in "suddenly died." Yeah. And all these news, and go to the news section, and it just shows you all these young people that are just suddenly dying. And in Alberta, in Alberta, uh, Alberta candidate, uh, they just announced that the mo- the highest cause of death is an unknown cause of death. They can't yeah. figure it out. Literally in Alberta, Canada, they're literally like, "Yeah, um, they can't. Uh, we don't know. We don't know why they're dying." I can send you this this awesome video that I that I, uh, that I have, Alan, if you want. Did you uh, see? Did did. I, I I want to see it. Did you see the um? Oh, when did this come out? July twenty first. There's this website, uh, TimesNowNews.com. Never heard of them before until I I I just I, someone had, had said this. Heart attacks in healthy people from cold showers. Young healthy people yeah, when they all these wild things. Eating meat. Your piss is, is contaminant now. Smoking weed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, smoking taking weed. Nap, taking naps. Taking Take naps. Nap. 
Yeah. You will yep. not take cold showers. You will not smoke weed. You will not take naps. You will not own anything. You will, you will not, not own cars. Showers. You will not take hot showers. So yeah, we're not going to take showers at all. Well, we're going to take lukewarm showers. Yeah, so we're going to take puss boy Spain. lukewarm showers. Fluffing your pillows. Yep. Fluffing Spain, your pillows will give you a heart attack. Spain is saying not to fly if you got the jab. Um, well, obviously. Blood, of blood clotting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. No, this is this is no joke. Like this is really scary. This is sad. And like uh, decompression sickness. They've oh. had decompression sickness in airliners, and people are are they're saying it's uh, uh, not decompression, but like I, the uh, bends, the bends, bends. yes, yeah. the bends at altitude, which is technically next to impossible, but it's not impossible. It is possible, but it would take almost the perfect like assimilation of things to happen. For instance, you would have to get some burp in your blood that would be big enough and long enough to travel that far to eventually make it into your arteries to where you actually have a pocket of air in your arteries that is traveling with your blood. That takes a whole lot to happen. There are so many safety factors, so many things in the human body that stop that, that prevent that one thing from happening. Not anymore. However, if you get a jab, it's like four times more likely to happen to you, especially if you're flying. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. And you want to do what to my pilot? Fuck you. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. No, and it's and uh, there's that's why there's not a lot of pilots left. There like, was, uh, I, I know, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I know, James. I know a pilot po personally. And he's getting worked like a ragged dog because there's no pilots to take flights. Like he's literally getting at the minute he's able to get called for another flight. He's getting called for another flight. He's got no time to just to relax because there's nobody to take these flights. And uh, it's because of the jab. Nobody wants to take it. A lot of the pilots don't want to want to yeah. do it. Look, look, look at look at the results. Look at what's going on. Like, look at what's happening to people. And I had, I was at this event this weekend or yesterday and today. And I, I went to this weed trade show for all paraphernalia and stuff. It was a really cool event. It's called champs. You guys would have really enjoyed it. Chance, um, it sounds like a gay club you went to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just fucked that whole joke up from fucking goddamn. Not only the uh, most pro prolific swearer of all time, uh, George Carlin. He, don't you remember his whole bit about like, uh, why don't they make these like hotels that you see behind airports? Like, <laughs> sound like bars like the risky or the chance welcome to the chance hotel the chance hotel. There's a chance you might end up by yourself tonight <laughs> oh my gosh there's a chance hey george well, Cohen right there well so it, it, at the stone pony in new jersey where uh bruce springsteen <laughs> there's it's a it's a famous venue right on the beach in asbury park it's where bruce springsteen got his start and right behind the stone pony, there's a giant gay hotel called the Empress. Right, right, right behind the fucking venue. There's a diner near me named the Empress. Uh, that's perfect for him. That is perfect for him. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I was at the trade show over uh, the past couple of days and I sat down at, at this one glass blower's booth and they had a podcast and we sat and started sitting down with them. We had a great conversation 
uh, he asked what I cover. I was like, news, co- politics, conspiracies. He's like, oh, conspiracies. Like, we just became best friends. I'm like, oh, sweet. He's like, you want to talk on my show? I'm like, sure. So we start talking. And uh, very quickly, I realized that he's not as conspiratorial as he I has am. No idea. He has no <laughs> fucking clue. He's like a yellow belt, maybe a white belt. So, so he doesn't trust the government. He's at that level. He doesn't trust. He never trusted the government. He doesn't like the Democrat. He doesn't like any politicians. And I was like, yo, I respect that. It's and, a good place to start. Uh, yeah, it's a great place to start. And uh, we were talking about uh, a few things that are going on. And he works in the music industry. And he's like, uh, yeah, the music. In- I was like, the music industry has gone to shit. I was, and he mentioned a, a band that's a punk band. And I was like, uh Oh man, punk music. I used to love that stuff because it was anti-establishment. Like that's why I loved punk rock because it was always like, fuck the man. And now punk rock is fake and gay. Like no, it's now like, even like rage against the machine who is anti-establishment is cucking for the establishment. All all these punk bands, no effects, everybody, they're all cucking for the establishment. And he goes, yeah, he goes, punk, punk, punk rock has really gone to shit. Especially when you see Johnny rotten, who's, on the, from the Sex Pistols, which is one of the greatest first punk, great punk bands ever. Uh, he's a big Trump guy. And he's like, I can't believe Johnny Rotten's a big Trump guy. I'm like, wait, what? Are you, uh, you're not a Trump guy. Because he had mentioned he liked my shirt and I was wearing my GTA, my GTA shirt that has Donnie and Melania and Mike, Mike Lindell. Um, so uh, I was like, wait, I, I have to disagree with you there because he had no fucking idea. I was like, I was like, so you're telling me you don't trust the media, right? Like you don't, you don't trust the government. You don't like anybody in the government. I was like, I don't like Republicans. I don't like Democrats. He's like, yeah, I agree with you on that. I was like, bet. I was like, do you trust the media? Like, do you, do you think that they're telling you the truth? He's like, absolutely not. They're lying through their teeth. I'm like, so you're telling me that you don't like Donald Trump then that doesn't make sense. Why would the establishment who is, who we both hate the media, who we both don't trust both going after this person. Do not understand. See what's going on. He's like, wait like why doesn't he like the media? Yeah, he's like, wait a second, because he doesn't trust them. So he right, hands but- me his vape pen to go and hit, and I'm like, listen, man, I'm sorry, I gotta ask. I was like, did you get the juice? And like, he's like, he's telling, he's telling me his whole audience is like super, super liberal. So like, I was fucking dropping bombs on the show with him. <laughs> it was fucking great. So, so, so it went. It was. Uh, so I, I, I went. I went down a lot. Of, a lot of stuff. With you know Donald Trump putting Jennifer Hudson up, the the platinum bill, uh, the HBCUs, the prison reform, I was going through all those things with him, and uh, and I, I he's like, nah, I got the jab. I was actually scared into taking it. My doctor scared me into taking it, but my my daughter my daughter doesn't have any vaccines whatsoever, and my wife didn't take. it. I was like, oh thank God, like that's good that you don't get your daughter vaccinated because they're fucking poison. My doctor so, scared me into it. Let's see, you're a pussy. So he he. Uh, had a heart attack already and his doctor was like you have a bad heart how old is he all right probably in his probably probably older than you probably like 40 late 40s um he's uh, and uh he's like yeah i got scared into it and i got i got one and i got one booster so i only got two and i didn't want any more i stopped after that and he's like yeah there's been there's been some issues and i was like i was like do you trust dr fauci and he's like, no, not at all. I was like, did you read any of Dr. Fauci's emails? And he's like, I read some of them. I was like, okay, good. I was like, I read them all. I was like, did you know that the do you, do you know that the virus <laughs> virus is created in a lab in China? 
He's like, yeah, I know that. I'm like, wow. I'm like, so you're like, your audience doesn't probably doesn't listen to any, any of this. <laughs> and, or, he, uh, or he's not talking I about it out, on his show. I pulled out the Fauci email where Fauci is breaking. Uh, he got an email from somebody how the how the virus was created, how the bioweapon coronavirus was created. Yes. And uh, four, the 429, the 429, 19 email. Yes. yes. And, and, and I have it in my favorites. So I brought it up and I showed it to him and I read it to him verbatim on his show. I was like, this is, hello, Anthony, this is how the virus created. Inversion, fusion, HIV, LUC, ACE2, 500 nanograms of P24. It's created with HIV. That's all I needed to see. Right. That's all I needed to see. And I was like, I was like, uh, so just to let you know, they created this virus using the HIV virus. Dr. Fauci, his claim to fame was working with HIV. He's the AIDS doctor. They called him Dr. Death. I was like, if you're big into music, you know, EZE died not from AIDS. He died from it. Uh, the AZT Com- complications, AZT. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't from the AIDS. Like it's, it's so popular. I remember, I remember None it. of them died from AIDS. They all died from AZT. Yeah, absolutely. And Dr. Fauci was the one who created that stuff and mm-hmm. the one that sold it to America and said, Hey, this is how we heal you from AIDS. So if you get AIDS, you got a way to get out of it. Nope. And people were dying quicker. And, uh, and that's what happened to easy. And that's what I broke down. And he's like, Holy shit, you're right. And like, and I was like, I was like, listen, man, I was like, you agree. This is all one big club. I was like, are you, are you, are you a fan of George Carlin? You ever see him? He's like, yeah, I love that stand up. He's like, it is one big club. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so it's all one big club. Donnie hasn't been let in the club on multiple occasions. I was like, he, he tried to start an NFL team. He tried to buy an NFL team in the eighties. They said, no, he started his own league. He tried to buy it one in 98. Again, he tried to buy my jets. Yes. They, they said no. And yep. then, also in Vegas. I was like, well, I'm like, we're out here in Vegas. I'm like, you know, Vegas is one big club, right? He's like, absolutely. I was like, guess what? He tried to start a casino in Vegas. The club said no. So he opened up a hotel and opened a casino in AC. He was never been a part of the club. So you're telling me the media and the establishment that we both hate, we both agree on that. Hate this one guy who's been an outsider from the beginning. You're telling me he's bad. He's the bad guy. They've but, been telling you he's the bad guy the whole time. Don't you think we should think the opposite if we don't trust these guys? Yeah, he's- but ain't, ain't nobody on that side of the fence. And I have to say this in all honesty, and all due respect to the guy too. He he could be a good. He could. I'll give him credit. No, I'm not a good, we sat there for two hours, dude. He could be. He got. He, he's got to be a good patriot. But the point is, is that again, it goes back to that whole point. Like you, you can lead a horse to water, right? You just can't make that motherfucker drink. You can beat the shit out of him until you think he might want to take a sip, but even beating the shit out of him isn't going to teach him to drink the water. No, it's, 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 it's it's also has to do with that. They're not seeing the information. Like I was like, dude, I was like, do you think it's a coincidence that the media said that the Hunter Biden laptop was fake and gay and they had all these intelligence organ agents, old former intelligence agencies confirm it's Russian disinformation. Don't you think that's a coincidence? And now it's a hundred percent real. He's like, yeah, that's true. I was like, but we haven't seen anything from it. I'm like, what do you, what? What do you mean you haven't seen anything from it? I was like, you haven't seen this guy smoking crack left and fucking right, like banging whores, like under his cock more than my wife's seen my cock. Yeah, for real. I was like, I've never, I like, I've seen this guy's, the guy got to give him credit. Guy's hung like a fucking horse. He's got a cannon, but he's got a baby's arm. It all works. Fucking, you know, less than that in that, in that department. But, at the end of the day, I was like, you didn't even see this. Like you, I showed him the video of him doing crack. Well, did and you ask him where he gets a lot of his news and information from? 
Uh, yeah, he, he gets it from like the vices, the voxes, like internet people. Uh, like, okay. you know, you see a lot of people are uh, that age get it from the internet. They believe the fact checks. <laughs> they believe they, that's why they just put the fact checks up. No one reads them. They just see it's been fact. Oh, it's been debunked. The fact checkers got it. Like they're lazy. They're headline researchers. Most people aren't into that stuff at, at a deep, deep level like we are. Where we're actually like, okay, you're telling me this is real? Wait a second. No. no, 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 no. Yeah, we actually read the stories. Like, click here to continue reading, you know, yeah. and you actually have to hit the down arrow and you keep reading the story. And you find that none of it has anything to do with the headline that was what caught your attention in the first fucking place. Right. Um, it I usually mean, confirms this what it's fact checking actually to be true. Exactly <laughs> in any story. But here, here's my question: What's the point? And why well, am I? About I, I, I agree, but we, I mean, we, but here's here's the I, thing. I, we, at this point, hold on. Let me let me let me just make a point real quick. Like, I've I've basically I've stopped trying to red pill the jabbed when i meet someone they tell me that they've been jabbed because they they fucking they wear it like a badge of honor right it's i mean they might as well have like oh, a name yeah. tag that says, like, hi, hi I've, I've been jabbed 15 times you know some of them do they wear it in their masks you know um but when i meet someone that's jabbed like 70 i'm 70 percent already written off in my head and then if they tell me they've any had any kind of complication then you got the real shit you're going to be dead in two year. three years max why am i even talking to you what's the point oh it's 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 really sad and it's unfortunate and i feel i, I listen i used to feel that way i used to just be angry at these people oh i'm not angry. Sure. i'm i feel i feel sorry for them but i'm I, there's people that i can still wake up that are still that that can still be saved i know yes. people that have gotten jabbed that regret getting jabbed oh, not because they not because they've personally had any medical issues right attributed to it yet uh knock on wood some of them are my family and hope they they don't but just because they it was that fear and and wow i'm not going to be able to do anything and then they're, they're so overwhelmed and then it's to the point where they just get it and, you know i know people they got the they got the first shot they didn't get the second they didn't get boosters and now some of them are worried that they're going to have health complications some of them aren't worried they're going to have health issues but just like well, I'm glad I didn't get the rest of them. And then I have family members that are like, literally, I was at a, a birthday party, a family, oh, I think it was Father's Day maybe. And, uh, you know, my aunt goes, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about going to get my booster. She was talking to my other aunt and I like wanted to pick up a chair like WWF and slam her in the fucking head with it. My godmother, as a matter of fact, oh, I'm thinking about going to get the booster. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Exactly. Yeah, but my parents went through it. Like it's, it's, it sucks, man. It's, it, and, and what I, what I say and why I say what I was saying, I used to get angry and, and be like, nah, fuck those people. Like they deserve, they deserve it. So um, I got to get, yeah, yeah, go for it. So, so after a lot of deep thought and a lot of microdosing mushrooms and prayer, I realized that these people have been severely, severely brainwashed from the time that they were born. Like from day one, it's been nonstop social engineering programs and brainwashing through the TV, through your parents, through the schooling. Everything that they've gone through has been brainwashing. And us sitting here are blessed to be able to see through all of that. Like, think about 
how that stuff came about and the social engineering programs and the psychological operations that they play on us and the things that they do that didn't just happen overnight like they had to to put that into into play so it's been going on for so long for so many people and i i i feel bad for them because they've been brainwashed and they can't see through it and it's it's like stockholm syndrome and uh it's the 10th degree and a lot of people i i want to scream and yell at them and and i do a a lot of cases and call them an idiot because they are um you know totosos go all around like definitely a hundred percent but at the end of the day if i have the opportunity to help people learn to what learn what's going on or open their eyes a little bit or i always say just question my dumbass like oh what's who's this crazy fucking asshole from new jersey question oh, everything yeah just go like let me look into it like let me go and see if this kid is actually talking the truth so i when i realized that i had an opportunity to uh open up some eyes and and talk about some things that a lot of these people have never heard i was like you know what i'm gonna I'm going to shoot my shot because maybe if, if one person hears this or five people hear this and they start questioning it, then I did my fucking job. Like maybe I helped them snap out of that brainwashing. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all Americans and we're, we're all fighting. We're, we're fighting us for are fighting for those people who don't even realize that we're fighting for them. Even if you're not convincing somebody of something, at least maybe you can get them just like you to open their minds and to just start questioning more than what maybe they already question or if they're not questioning everything, just to start looking and thinking on their own and using that fucking brain they were blessed with and just do your own research and question everything. I feel like a, a fucking broken record saying that. Oh, and then yeah. I get attacked. Yeah, and then I get attacked oh, yeah. on social media. Like today, I said, you know, you should be questioning everything. I put on my Facebook page, and some troll on there is like, "Oh, here we go, another right winger wants to question everything." You know, yeah, only every scientist in the country says that masks prevent, you know, transmission of COVID. And I, so I type back and I go, "Hey, moron, have you ever read the box of a surgical mask? Have you ever read the box? It says it on the box." Like, he wouldn't. He come on, just. So now questioning everything, of course, is bad because we're conspiracy theorists. Well, that's the whole reason conspiracy theory came out. But now now I think they've switched from conspiracy theorists to QAnon nut. I think that's what they've switched to. I really oh, do. Yeah. I think that's the well, new. Then we're, we're good then. The new. The, yeah, the new. We're good. The, we're good. The, the new talking point. It's the new like way to dismiss. Let them do it, please. Yeah. Please let them do it because we're good. I agree. But that's the new thing. They are perfect. I can't wait for the day they come after us for that. And I'll be like, no, no, I'm not. Um, There's Q and then there are nons. There's no Q anon. Mm -hmm. That was something made up by you. Yep. No, it was made up by a lot of, they always go to the, oh, what about the people in Dallas waiting for JFK Jr.? I'm like, yo, I'd love to fucking meet those fucking idiots. Those those fucking people are so dumb. They can have the QAnon label. They are QAnon all the way. Right. Right. Someone asked Q, is JFK alive? What did he say? Nope. 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 And they, they always reference the relationship between Donald Trump and JFK Jr. I have an amazing theory on that. And uh, we all know John. Uh, amazing theory. It never happened. What? The, the relationship between the relationship. No, I, they, there's photos well, of there's them. Pictures of them together, sitting together. At, at, yeah, you know, but I, I don't believe it was as tight. 
so so here let me let me let me let me tell you my theory here because you have to realize you know a lot of people question as to why donnie was rubbing elbows with all these people hanging out with all these people and doing all these things and able to stay so clean um so here's my theory i i believe that john 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 jfk jr and donnie were very good friends they were very close and they were billionaire bachelor boys in New York City just going out and slaying women in New York City back in the day. Why not? Okay. And this is what they did. And you know, Donald Trump, that's what Donnie grabbing them by the pussy. Yeah, grab them harder. And that's 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 one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite things to debunk as well. That's one of my favorite things. I'm like, yo, if you were a billionaire, women would be throwing themselves at you, like literally like just flashing their vaginas at you. I'd be walking down Wall Street, Park Avenue, holding a mic bone. Probably would have been one of them. One in the stake. Like 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 my my buddy, my buddy, my buddy who plays hockey, he he's like, Yeah, dude, we have fucking meetings for it because girls are waiting in the lobbies for us when we get out of our hotel, just and we could pick at the litter and, and they want to get knocked up. That's what they're trying to do. They, they literally try. So um, what, was, what was I saying before? Oh, so my theory on JFK Jr. So Donnie and JFK Jr. were really, really close friends. They did a lot of things together. Now, Alan, if you were JFK Jr. and we hang out all the time, or Mick, you're JFK Jr. And we're hanging out all the time. We're friends. I would have to ask at a certain point, like if we're just acquaintances, like you can't really ask, but if we're good, good friends and we're talking all the time, we we're, we're, we're very good friends. I'd, I'd have to ask, Hey, Hey John, there's all these questions about your father and his death. What do you know? Like, what did your mother tell you? What do you know? I'd have to ask. And if they were really, really close friends, Donnie, he doesn't give a fuck. We know this. He'll say whatever the fuck's on his mind. I guarantee he asked that motherfucker what happened. And we know that JFK Jr., he never he never agreed with the Warren Commission. We know what his what Jackie said. Jackie said, no, I don't want to change my clothes out of these bloody rags because they killed my husband. We know this happened. So there's no way that she didn't tell him what was really going on because JFK definitely was telling Jackie what was going on right before his death. I'm sure he knew that they were trying to kill him. Was this not the that was not the first attempt that they made on him? So now Donnie knows knows a, even if he doesn't know the full story, he knows a piece of that information that he knows his father was murdered. And JFK Jr. he never announced that he was going to run for president, like or, or even Senate. Um, Everybody's like, oh, he's gonna, he's he gonna run. He was gonna run for Senate. Yeah, he he announced ahead of time that he was gonna run, and then for he Senate. got killed like yep. a, a week later. Not even. I I thought he didn't announce. No, he yeah he he announced, he announced, and then he was killed almost immediately thereafter. Yep. So yeah, he was he, he was killed shortly thereafter. And it's, yeah, it's, her, it's her hand. It's her hand. It's her hand just got released from prison this year. Did he really? Yep. His, JFK Jr.'s death has MK Ultra written all over it. Yep written all over it um we can get into that as well uh, if you want but it, it's uh, sirhan it's actually, sirhan it's was released kind of- was released from federal prison uh due to his failing health and uh i think it was, i want to say it was either prostate or um yeah but that doesn't matter that seems no 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 it was probably well it was senior too but he yeah. uh, he had a uh, uh, what's the throat cancer? The one from uh, sticking needles in your throat. Esophageal. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's it's something specific. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But so, yeah, it, it attacks directly at the windpipe and it goes right after like your vocal cords. Still doesn't matter. 
So now, now I'm friends with JFK Jr. and he dies, and I know that they killed his father. Now, maybe, just maybe, we hear about the plan where the military approaches Donald Trump. This is why he was able to stay so clean for so long because they he knew what they did to his friend and he wanted to avenge his friend. So when they mentioned the relationship between Donald Trump and JFK Jr., I truly believe JFK Jr. was meant to be what Donald Trump is. They wanted him to be what Donald Trump is, but because he was killed, Donald Trump had to fill his shoes. And that's why the relationship was important because JFK disclosed information that probably many people didn't know. Let's be real. Like JFK Jr. definitely knew shit about his father. He never agreed with the Warren Commission. The Warren Commission is a complete fucking joke. Yeah, it was based on lies and it was all scary. It's all yeah, a joke. Yes, I have to remember. How, how old was JFK Jr. the day his dad was, was killed? Straight. He was straight. straight. He was straight. His, his, mother, his mother knew very well. Like we know for a fact. She uh, knew. I know that him. Jackie knew. I know that Jackie so, knew. So, so, so you, don't think, you don't think Jackie was in his her son's ear telling her son like, yo, there's some evil fucks in this world that took out your father, that murdered your fucking father. You would Is hope she did. You would hope you she would, did. You know, but, but 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 when she makes statements like, hey, I'm not changing out of these bloody rags because I want the world to see what they what they did to my husband. Yeah. No, I, I know. I, I know exactly what she statement. Matter, matter of fact, I, I, I got to tell you, you guys sound like you're ripe for this. Uh, we've got a guy. Uh, this guy is a walking encyclopedia with his own conspiracy theory on the whole JFK assassination. We did a four and a half hour show with him. Longest I'm show in. we've ever done. On the anniversary of the JFK assassination. Yep, the November his, 22nd. His Corey of, Hughes. He's yes. on uh, Forbidden Knowledge News Network all the time okay. um, with, uh, with Chris Matthews. He is fucking amazing. He is a walking inside. His first slideshow, he's like, which slideshow should I bring? I'm like, which one are we going to talk about? He's like, well, how long do you want to go for? Like, because as as he's want. like, I've got a four, eight and 12 hour briefing. You got to get him for a freedom Friday. Yeah, this guy is absolutely fucking crazy. He will fucking blow your mind on yeah. so many different levels. He can back up this guy. When I met him, we met him in uh, Colorado. Um, he pulled out pieces of the limo that JFK the leather, the leather the from the limo leather from, from the where limo. JFK was shot. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It was and insane. he will 100% show you that the Jews were 199.9999999% responsible for the death of JFK. What do you think LBJ's part in is? He brought, he, he, he was, he, he about dots like you yeah. see, you guys, Dude, just, you guys just need to go. LBJ I'll, is the point in the star. I'll He's send like, you, I'll send you the episode. Out from I'll send, LBJ. I'll, I'll yes. you guys the episode. Um, so when you have four and a half hours, you can sit down and watch it. But he ties all those knots together. It's dude, LBJ. LBJ. Roger Stone wrote a book on it. He did the yeah. same thing. Yes, yeah. he did. Oh, Roger Stone was. Uh, yeah. 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 You you know that the little company, uh, it, it's a small little company. Dick Roger Cheney had a sliver uh, of what may, has. may or may not have something to do with this company. Um, now it is called. Uh, it was. Uh, what the fuck was uh, the the? I don't know, uh, but now it's Raytheon. No, it was. Um, 
Halliburton? Halliburton. Halliburton. Yeah. Yes. That same company, Halliburton, is the same company that was used in that book. And LBJ is a co-owner of Halliburton. Oh, I, uh, LBJ was a big part of it. Uh, he was the part of it. Halliburton, Halliburton, arrived, Halliburton arrived in Hanoi, Vietnam, the next day after JFK was dead. And I've got guys with reports. I've got guys with official military documents showing <laughs> Halliburton arriving the day after JFK was assassinated. I believe it. Uh, That's I'm not, I'm impossible not if you left after his assassination. It's impossible in any time zone. So it's so funny that you bring bring up that because when I was at the event, I was networking to find you know possibly maybe bring some sponsors onto the show because um, we have you know uh, uh, cannabis is something that we feel very strongly about. But you also find out very quickly that a lot of people are very liberal from California and they have no fucking clue what's going on. Um, so, and very quickly realized you got to get, you got to get out of these conversations cause they're crazy. They're fucking loose. They're cannons. Fucking <laughs> I thought we were the crazy ones, we were the crazy ones. So, yeah. so, so I, I go up to this one booth and we start talking. I, I had already had known about their product and I'd used it before. And, uh, it was a good, it was a good product. I used it a couple years ago and, uh, I stopped by, I was like, Oh, I really love your product, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I have a podcast, this, that, and the other. And he's like, oh, what's your podcast about? And I give him a card. He, I'm like, oh, we talk news, politics, and conspiracies. He's like, oh, and I hand him the card. He looks at it. It's like American as fuck. He goes, he goes what do you talk about? Do you talk about the Jews running all the media? <laughs> that was the first thing <laughs> that comes out of his mouth. He, he, was, he was definitely Jewish. He was definitely fucking Jewish, 100%. And uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we do a little bit because I mean, we really don't. We talk, we, 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 we reference it for sure, but it's not something that we dive down every week and we're like, oh, the Jews own everything, you know? It's not uh, like I have an oven in my podcast studio. I mean, let's relax a little bit, guy. I mean, just calm the fuck down. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stand by. Boy. I mean, I mean, I mean, these are cigar ashes. I promise. Let's everybody take a fucking chill pill, huh? We're getting, we're getting immediately deleted. (laughs) Immediately deleted. Thermites being tossed. I can say that. I'm, I'm, I'm part Jewish. I can say that. Fuck them all. I can, I can. I'm allowed to say that. Fuck Bing Bing bong. Bong. No, 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 no. Was your mother Jewish or was your father Jewish? My father's my, so my, my father's father, but they they would count. they were German Jews. Jew, Jews understand that it only passes down through the matriarchal line where yeah. they only the count. So yeah, my, my, my mother's an Irish Catholic. I mean I wear a kilt I'm in a bagpipe band. You know, fuck off. Now you're all in big you cannot claim to be part Jewish because the Jews will not accept you if, unless your mother oh, is Jewish. Oh, man, doing hard Sorry. shit! Let's get hard off! <laughs> no, no, of course not. Yeah, go to the So, no, it, that's a very multifaceted. I, there's a lot of people involved, but I 100% agree with you. Um, <laughs> That was fucking definitely escalated very fucking quickly. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for the comments on this video in the next few days. I can't, I can't fucking wait. wait. I can't wait to not have any accounts left because they all got taken down. 
They got nuked because of the Jews. Again. <laughs> Great <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green on here, and she can talk about Jewish space lasers. And oh then- God! Full send. Full send. <laughs> Stand by. Shutting it down now. Full send. Hey, FBI Bob, I know you still listen to me, fucker. Just go ahead and kill us softly, all right? <laughs> Killing me softly. You know what I want to? You know? You know what I want to? Oh yeah. I want to get into, especially with Mick and your perspective on the whole MK Ultra thing. Um, hits from the bong. Actually, interesting because uh, you know marijuana helps decalcify your pineal gland. It's something they they talk about a lot with uh, MK Ultra is they actually encourage those elite children to do cocaine because that has the opposite effect. Um, we brought on a. Uh, uh, a woman named Courtney who grew up in a very prominent Freemason family in a county in South Carolina where basically they're related. Okay. They're all like 80% of the people that live in this county are related to one another um, because all of the men all rape their children from the time they're infants. What the fuck? Oh yeah. Oh wait, yeah. wait. There, there. She, and she, and she talked about it very openly, um, and it was her story um, very closely matched. Uh, what's her name? The O'Reilly that talked about the same thing in the eighties. Um, this is her family. She's talking about. This is her family. So her father started raping her when she was nine months old. Her grandfather, her cousins, her uncles. Um, basically, when at, at, and her father is like a thirty third degree mason or whatever. Um, and at sixteen, you have to. At sixteen, you have to decide if you will uh, dedicate your soul to Satan or get the fuck out. She got the fuck out. She had help getting out, and now she helps other people get out. Uh, but that's that's truly what it is. Most of the memories are suppressed. Um, they tend to come back when you're about 30. That that happens a lot. But they they use sexual traumas of children to to break their brains. To that's that's what MK Ultra is. Right. They well, their brains. Well, well, MK Ultra is a, a it's a uh... that that is one form of it. They also. It's, it's, we only know a small fraction of what they actually did, and what we know is some of the most evil, disgusting shit you'd ever hear of. Understand the origi- original way MK Ultra was ever broached to the American people. MK Ultra was originally broached to the American people, and everybody's seen Operation Manchurian Candidate, and that is the That's- first way that we've ever, ever, ever broached MK Ultra because what they do. Guys returning back from Vietnam that were suffering from what they still at that time had diagnosed as shell shock and what we have diagnosed now as PTSD, um, very severe onset PTSD. Um, they had found that their minds were very malleable, um, very not, not malleable in you could control thought. But you can control destination of thought, for instance. So, for instance, if I was going to talk to you, influenced. if I was going to talk to you, for instance, about, let's say, um, 
whatever topic we were going to talk about, whether it was baseball, football, whatever, you were very more amenable to whatever I said, because you didn't want to make that decision. However, when the when the conversation changed and the behavior was put back on you, you couldn't make a decision about what we were going to talk about. That was all considered amenable perception. And that was someone from somebody who was very extremely traumatized. And they realized that at that point, they could insert their own thoughts or replace thoughts that you had for real thoughts. And what actuality you were taught was a whole complete sub-program that you couldn't see until somebody came up to you and touched you on the shoulder, smacked you in the head, and poked you in the eye. And all of a sudden, all of that worked. And now you're triggered and you're marching down the road. It's like Zoolander. Exactly. That's exactly the idea of MK Ultra. But they had to have a significant break. Well, as we've come to find out with these last couple mass school shooters and everything else, um, mass significant breaks while raped by his mom and his dad for almost 14 years of his life. We're finding out about this kid now <laughs> down there in old Texas who was raped by both mom and dad for 14 years of his life. The Uvalde shooter. Correct. Okay. And he turns around and gets sent to not only a psychologist, but a hypnotherapist and a sleep study or whatever, sleep a, psychologist yeah, a, a, guy. A sleep, hip, like a, a sleep hypnotherapist. They all get sent to that. It's, it's Which all three of those things, if used properly in the order and combination in which they're supposed to be used in, I can train you to do something. You will go ahead and do it and you will never ever be to the wiser that you ever did it. And by the time you realize it, you'll be dead. It is what we like to call sleep deprivation. Most people call it sleep deprivation because what happens is over that time, when your mind does finally break and we get your second subconscious subroutine, then it's easier to program you to say what we want you to say. And now, you know, sure, they they use a lot of these techniques with the elite kids. Um, that's they send them to these private premier boarding schools, and they're 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 tra they're very well trained there using a lot of those same methods, um, as well as the sexual abuse that Courtney told us about. Um, but uh, they don't they don't need to to train these children from the time they're children anymore um they have they've worked so hard to bring down our society to such a level that they can just find these kids that the evils of a society have already broken them to the point where they're that malleable and they you know they i mean they they find them through the the court system, through the child welfare system, which is you know child unwelfare really, yeah. um, you know foster through kids. yeah foster kids through uh, you know whatever it is, um, even sometimes just through through you know gaming forums online things like that. Oh, yeah, and and they they break them. They don't need to start them when they're young. They can find them when they're already broken when they're fifteen or sixteen, yep. and take over from there. I, I, 
I, everybody asks me about this too, because they say, you know, we, we hear you talk about this. You sound so sure about yourself. You sound so sure of what you're saying. You're sound, you sound like as if you've heard it. Let's actually, you sound like you've done it. Let's, let's put it this way. Okay. One of the schools that I happen to go through in the military, one of my, um, less entertaining schools. Well, actually it wasn't, it was kind of fun. I was going to ask about this. I want to hear this. But um, one of my one of the schools I went to was Sear. Well, I went through two different Sears. One of them, it was the good one. One of them, it's the other one. The good one, I, we always classify the good one as the one that they can break a bone in. Um, they can go as far as torturing you to the point where they break a bone. Uh, they don't have to tell you what bone it is. Um, it can't be. That's the good one. It can't be a career ender. Uh, that was part of it is it can't be a career ender. So for instance, they can't like break your back. Exactly. They can't, they can't break your leg. They can't break your back. They can't do something. So it's going to be small. It's going to be a finger or a toe or something. It's exactly what they do. Um, so, but it's, it's that in and out of itself has trauma to it, but it's really, it's crazy because you go to this class and when the class starts, it's like a normal army school. You're sitting there, whatever, everybody's taking notes, doing their thing. You're in a classroom environment. And then you start out on this trek on this trek. You're going from point to point you're picking up and basically you're confirming the fact that, yeah, I know how to land navigate. Well, in this part, you're with a team Um, in this part, you get captured. Uh, It's part of it. You get captured. It's all part of the game. You go to a whole new place and you're literally in a tiger cage. I was in it. I spent, uh, shit. I don't remember how many days I spent. I got to the point where I didn't even count them anymore. Um, but I know, I know it was 10 days after my, my rebellion, which was, um, it was really funny cause I got stuck in this room and the way they were questioning me, I was butt naked, I'm butt naked. It feels like it's like four degrees. I probably got that much of Mr. Winky stinking out of me. <laughs> Everything else is somewhere around my throat right now because I'm literally almost shivering to death. And they would do this uh, normally very early in the morning. And then like right after that, all of a sudden they turn the heat up in the room and they'd march in a woman. You could, you, I, I could sense it was a woman. It was a, definitely didn't have a penis. Let's put it that way. Um, if it did, then it was hiding it really, really good. Um, this is better than the putas down in fucking Panama. I can tell you right now. Holy shit. <laughs> but this, they would march it in and it had a lot of perfume on. And with the heat kicking up and like all your senses starting to come back slowly, your, <laughs> you know, your fingers, you're starting to get fe- feeling back in your fingers. Your sense of smell has returned and you're like, holy shit. And you can smell that fucking aroma and she started laughing and she just pointed and laughed the whole time she's in there finally i just went and looked at her i said look sweetie i'm fucking irish there's nothing you're going to tell me about my dick that i haven't already heard about 25 times and i'm going to tell you right now sweetheart i'm a grower not a shower so just let's just go with that right now you want to get down let's do it she left the fucking room screaming I was rolling. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, all right, that's it. I win. <laughs> two. That's two. Should pass. Check. But pass. you got to understand that if the government is willing to go to that level to torture us as soldiers, 
We're asking for it. We're legitimately asking for it. You mean to tell me for the sheep that don't believe for a second that they're being brainwashed? Right. You mean to tell me for a second for the sheep that they're literally torturing right now, they just don't realize that they're torturing them? That wouldn't be a, a, an eyedropper or an awe shocker or an oh shit, I can't believe this? Well, that's, I mean, and that's the weird part. We know how to cope with both sides. We've been taught as Americans how to cope with not only fucking someone else, but also getting fucked by somebody else. And right now, we don't feel really good because the skirt's up over our back and our pigtails are getting pulled on. And there's no lube. And there's no lube. It's raw dog. Not even any spit. Nothing. Nothing. That was my, so that, as far as the military goes in the training, especially, you know, whether it's the SEALs or special forces, whatever, when you talk about, like maybe I guess <clears throat> uh, levels of MK Ultra and brainwashing and breaking. I mean, they're torturing you pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, their 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 job is to break you to the point where you'll basically do whatever it is you're trained and programmed to do. I mean, and they want to wipe the slate clean. So I I guess Mick, there's there's a shit ton of that in the military for for to to certain levels. Obvious, unobvious, yes, there is, because if you think about it, right, we bring you in, we sit you in a chair, we cut all the hair off your head, you have to shave your face, you have to be up at a certain time, you have to eat breakfast at a certain time, you have to eat breakfast in a certain way, you have to be dressed in a certain uniform, and you all have to match. And if you don't match, right, if you don't believe that one motherfucker won't stick out, you're higher than a kite because you always stick out when you're in a group of everybody in the same uniform at the same time and place. And there's one motherfucker that's not wearing the same thing that everybody else is. You're higher than a kite. You stand out. And this goes on. So they essentially in the first, like I'd say the first 12 weeks of boot camp, they beat you down and then they turn over the switch. Okay. We beat you down far enough. You're broken. Now we build you back up, but we build you back up our way. We show you how to do it our way. Mm -hmm. When they do that, that flips the switch in your brain. And a lot of it's not bad. A lot of it is just being a human being. It's just being cognizant about being a human being. Having some discipline and and self-accountability. That is the good part of it. The bad part of it is, yes, it does turn into groupthink. It got to the point where I was stuck in group thing. I was like, I got to get away from this. There's got to be something else I can do. Oh, join the special forces. <laughs> We're a bunch of individuals. We work alone. We seldom work with groups. Bullshit. Lied to every step of the way. Went through, did it. Not a problem. Spent my time in the school. Blah, blah, blah. Yay. Let's go play. Went to go play. It was fun. Got to shoot, got to do all sorts of different shit, jump out of airplanes, do everything you uh, learned. I'm a fucking master diver. I'm a fucking now he's certified two gas master diver. So you want to go fucking diving without any O2 at all? No bubbles coming above you. Let's go. I got the shit. Let's go. Um, You want to go shooting? Let's go shooting. Furthest target I've ever shot is 1,323 meters away from me. That is exactly one mile and one foot past where I was at the end of my barrel. I fucking dinged the shit out that motherfucker. Made him scream. Um, Where did you ding him, though? 
that's what we're going to get to. <laughs> so then we get to my nickname, Dick Punch. Everybody, because this is obviously an attention getter, story maker, whatever. Legend. It, caught, it caught ears at different areas in my A life. Movie should be written, dude. A movie should be written. <laughs> Maybe one day. So uh, there we were. Uh, this was back in, this was 10, no, 10, 11, 11, no, 11, 12, 11, 12. Yeah, it was 11, 12. Um, it was the 11, 12 no, year. It was, it or was, was it the 10, 11 year? No, it was 12 because it was after the little one was born. Correct. That was, and he was born in, at the beginning of 12. So that was the 12, so it was 13. The, it, was the, it was 12, 13. All right. Yeah. So there I am. Uh, this was probably about October. 2012 in October um, it, where we were, uh, we were just outside of um, a small village just in Southern Afghanistan in an undisclosed location uh, for a little while. We had been there for a hot minute. We were supposedly going after some super duper hot, like this guy was like going to end the war tomorrow end everything. Everything's going to be straight. Not a problem. We get this motherfucker He's got to die a certain way. We got to make it very specific. And we were going to do that. And that's what we were there to do. Long story short, we get there. Um, didn't go our way from the moment that we said, hey, go. We got on the birds. Uh, one of the birds had immediate issues once we took off. Uh, had to turn back. They had a flip-flop birds. So we were about uh, we were about 45 minutes held up from our our hit at DLZ, which we were supposed to meet one of our guides, which apparently that motherfucker decided not to show up. The other one was sketch as fuck. So we always bring two because normally they'll shoot one of the other ones in front of us. And then we know we got to follow that dude anyway. So they were always crazy. So it never mattered. They were always high on some shit, but uh, so we were like 45 minutes late. We get there. We finally get on target. We go to the location. Um, we get in the location and, um, nothing dude never showed we were there for two days nothing ever happened i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me this is a waste of time so we get up to leave that next night and as we're pulling out we get into probably one of the best firefights i've ever been in um i don't know how you classify firefights whether good better best but this had to be the best because it was the closest the bullets ever got and i was like wow these guys are actually like shooting at us like i'm might actually be worried i might not move as fast as i used to um but i remember there was this one point that i was sitting there and this colonel we're both he's on one side of the wall i'm on the other side of the wall i looked up at this old colonel he's all crouched up in the corner and the in the corner and i vlin knows him ben I, I looked at him and i just smiled and i was just like Oh, this is so grand because there was like just pieces of this wall flying all over the place around me. I was like, this is so badass. We turned around, we returned fire. Uh, we killed a bunch of them and then we started chasing them and they went up this hill. Uh, we got into this fight. Now we're getting to daybreak. Um, and sun's coming up. We're, we're fighting uphill, uh, never fun to do during the daytime. So you kind of try to avoid that shit. You kind of back off and wait till nighttime. We were trying to do that, but they kept chasing us. So we had to push them back a little bit, so on and so forth, give and take. And uh, just so happened, I laid down, I slipped actually. I had my long rifle in my hand, I slipped, I'd fallen. 
And we're in the middle of the Hindu Kush Valley. Understand how tight some of these canyons are. These canyons are maybe straight line distance across from each other, probably about 40 to 60 feet across. But they're pitched at about mm, anywhere between six to nine degrees. So you're falling like almost at like full body weight straight to the bottom. Oh, wow. If you slip and fall on this wall. And we fought off of this wall for a couple hours. And um, this one dude, I just happened to catch him. I, I'd slipped. I'd fallen. I'd started sliding. I picked up my rifle. I put it on my shoulder. And this is my big rifle. This is this is my long rifle. And I kind of came to a stop. And when I came to a stop, this dude, I had this dude dead to rights. And this bullet was going straight through his fucking neck and exiting out the top of his head. And... Uh, I never took elevation into account when I did the equation in my head when I was sliding and I've pulled the trigger and the bullet was about four and a half feet too low. <laughs> the bullet split his twig and berries completely in half and went traveling directly through the back part of his lower spine and out his back. Oh. The scream Oh that God. was released when this bullet made contact with it was definitely we didn't get oh. shot at for almost 25 minutes not a bullet rang out nobody everybody looked at each other like what the fuck was that these people are serious they're shooting people in the dick <laughs> so about three and a half hours later we had finally fought up to the position in which i thought i had hit him at and uh we did find him. He's about 200 feet away from where I hit him. He finally bled out. But um, yeah, it split his twig and berries directly in half. My buddy who was with me, my spotter at the time, he looked at me, he goes, hey, dude, um, that's it. That's what we do. I was like, what's that? He said, we catch their balls every time. He said, you know, these motherfuckers like to squat and piss. I was like, Oh shit. Fuck. Yeah. So, so your calculation was actually right. He was squatting and pissing. No, 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 no. That was just complete happenstance. Oh. Okay. After that, when we went out looking for him, you don't know how many times I would sit out there and watch these guys come out and they pick up their man dresses and you'd see their nuts just flop out. <laughs> I was like, that's it. I'm taking the nuts every time. We yard, we ranged, yarded, everything. We yarded, we did everything we needed to do, took into account when I took off so many sets of nuts, they put a wanted poster up for me. <laughs> I was wanted for 38,585 rubles in Afghani. It's about 38.50 here in America. <laughs> but that's how he got the name because the name they put on the poster roughly translates from yeah farsi the, or well no for yeah from, urdu. no urdu it's urdu and yeah. oh well farsi it was farsi but the, the one that they had was farsi and it was uh the 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 white devil that punches dicks is what it was known as <laughs> And Holy shit! So all of my buddies turned around and said, "Your call sign Dick is now punch. Dick Punch." But in Afghanistan, they actually they often refer to him as the White Devil. Um, so it's really fucking funny. So uh, I was working at the hotel, and I had one of those coffee mugs where um, 
it had it just had an American flag on it. But when you put a hot liquid in it, his face came up in front of the American flag, looking very much like it does now with the beard and and the hat and the whole thing, right? And uh, and I'm I had sunglasses. On. I, I'm sitting at my desk one day, and we had gotten these three Afghani refugees to come work at the hotel. Um, one of them, his name was Mohammed, and they had actually all been translators um, for the American army and the Taliban put out hits on their families. And, and, uh, so my boss's church helped get them over here and we gave them jobs and two of them were bellmen and one of them was an engineer. So the engineer, I called the engineer into my office or he, he came through for something. Right. And, uh, and he sees my coffee mug and it's like seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and he sees his face because I just barely had a sip of coffee. And you don't talk to me until I'm at least halfway through my cup of coffee. Apparently, <laughs> when I'm on my second cup, right? But really, you just you just don't so it, right? like yeah. The m- mornings are bad, yeah. so so uh, my my coffee cup is full. So his face is fully present, and Mohammed stops dead, and he turns sheet white. Okay. And he's, he's an Afghani. He's not right. white, sheet white. And he looks at me and he goes, that's the white devil. Why do you have the white devil on your coffee cup? And I was like, the fuck are you talking about the white devil? That's my husband. And oh, he goes, shit. Your husband is the white devil. And I was like, oh shit. You know, my husband from, from, from Afghanistan. And he goes, that's that's really your husband and i was like yes that's really my husband would you like to meet him the next time he comes home because he comes to do tile work at the hotel when he's when he's on leave holy shit he'll be here next week (laughs) and he's like he goes he killed a lot of my people they were very bad people but he killed a lot of my people in a very bad way wow and i was like and i was like okay well you just keep that in mind now Remember, I am the number two around here. If I ask you to do something, you drop whatever the fuck you're doing. I don't care what it is. And you do whatever the fuck I tell you to do. You got that straight? I'm Dick Bunch's wife, motherfucker. Yes, 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 ma'am. Absolutely. No problem. From there on out, for the next six years, six fucking years, whatever he was doing, even if he was doing a project for the general manager or something for the goddamn (laughs) owner of the hotel. It didn't matter if I called him on the radio, Mohammed, I need you. Yes, Miss V. I'll be right there. Drop whatever he was doing and come running every fucking time. The white devil. <laughs> the white devil. <laughs> oh my God. But around here he's known as Dick Punch because all of his friends call him Dick Punch after that poster. So well-deserved name. <laughs> well, well-deserved name, my friend. How long did you do in special forces? 13, 14, 14 years. That's wild. And the the best part was a lot of people asked me, hey, what about when it was cold? I said, well, then I had to just kind of judge it by the hips. And then I just kind of pick right through, <laughs> try to weed through it. Did you hit, hit, hit any booty holes? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Because hey, when it was cold, man, it was cold. It's not no joke over there. There's no nothing protecting you. It's not like... Uh, it's a cold that I, I I can't even explain. It's not a humid cold and it's not exactly a dry cold, but it's just fucking cold. It was weird. It cut through everything. Like you'd be wearing like eight different layers of fucking cold weather gear and you still felt cold. You're like, fuck. So 
so being that you you've spent a lot of time in Afghanistan in the military, special forces, and 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 obviously have a lot of intel on what went on and, and things like that. What's your feeling on the whole debacle with the general? What's that? I said, and his dad was a general. And your dad was a general. But he he probably has his own feeling about it. Do do you <laughs> think we should have completely pulled out of Afghanistan? Well, I, I mean, what, what, what's your whole thought on on the pullout and where we are now with that? I've never have really had a chance to ask somebody with your experience about absolutely. What- if we had done it directly after the time that we killed Bin Laden, okay. Yeah, do you think we should have even still given up like a? Uh, Bagram Air Base, like completely just left. No, I mean we should have which, up which and was, walked out, but that was after we killed Bin Laden. That would have been 2011. When did we kill Bin? Laden? When did we really kill Bin Laden? Well, uh, yes. According to the story that we've all been fed, in 2011, when we really killed Bin Laden, we should have up and walked out of fucking Afghanistan because at that point, that part of the mission was complete. Uh, I understood being in Afghanistan until we killed or captured him, but we killed and captured him confirmed by Obama as much as I didn't want him to sign my retirement certificate that faggot did. So now I got to deal with that for the fucking rest of my life. I tried to burn my old house down just so I could get a new retirement (laughs) certificate from Donald Trump, but somebody else had to go fucking put it out. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing? Tried to burn the house down so I can get a new retirement certificate. Jesus. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't everybody react like that? But, uh, no, I, I, I think that. Our kid got the Presidential Achievement Awards signed by Joe Biden, and we uh, we wanted to white it out and send it down to Mar-a-Lago and ask Donald Trump if he, if he would sign it instead. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But, I, I mean, outside of that, it – in Afghanistan, did we pull out right? No, obviously not. Yeah. Uh, would I have left for how long we've been there? Absolutely. Why? Why are you? You have blood fought ground. You have fought for this. It's blood soaked. It has American blood in it. I don't give a shit whether it's a pint or a quart or fucking 120 million quarts. I don't give a shit. You fought for that land. We should have left something behind at a minimum left something behind. Um, do I believe that we've completely pulled out though? No, I don't believe we're completely out of there. I believe the CIA still has their one base that I know was very well protected and very well defended because they spent a lot of time there in the old, uh, ghost province. And, um, it is a very interesting place at best. Um, okay. I also know what's happened there, though. They've also had a lot of defeat there. I had a good friend who was killed there, a good friend of our families that was killed there. Uh, both me and her knew him growing up, and he was killed there, and he was working for uh, Ground Branch at the time. Um, but it, it's it, it's one of those places, it's a lot like Iraq, and it's not like Iraq at all. It's a lot like Iraq in the time frame in which we attacked it. However, it's not like Iraq at all because of we didn't realize its importance until we pulled out. Now we're starting to realize why Afghanistan is and was so important. The cobalt the Chinese are pulling out of there, uh, all the different materials and metals that they're pulling out of the ground right now. I guarantee they're in there mining more than we were. And I guarantee we didn't mind all that much. The Chinese are carving up Africa now. I mean, 
and then there were Africa, Afghanistan, you know, it, carving up everything. They're buying up. They've land, been in Jamaica things. for years. Yeah, the Jamaican decades. They're buying Jamaican up land like Bill, Bill Gates. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They spent the Chinese last year. Spent. Uh, I talked about this on my show on Wednesday. I was like, uh, last year I think it was six point one billion in. Uh, land assets and real estate in the United States, most residential in Florida and California uh, mm -hmm. for development that, you know, all, you know, CCP developers, you know, it's, it's unbelievable the, the amount of real estate that they're buying, not to mention meat processing facilities and farmland and land near military bases. I mean, it's wild that we're, that we're even allowing this. Well, the, the weird ones. The, the ones that we should be asking questions about, the ones that I am more concerned about, I understand why military bases, okay? They want to get an idea of what we're doing, whatever. Sure. They're never, ever going to get that from just peering outside the gate of a military base. Good luck with that. It it, good luck with that. I, I've seen people try. It never works out. Well. Whisper 5,000. You have little, you know, Mr. Ching Chang J with the fucking so big satellite be, let's, dish. Let's be real, though. Let's be real. They're, they're very they're 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 doing those things, but they're also very good at infiltrating. We know that they infiltrated the NYPD. We know that that Diane Feinstein's limo driver. We know that Fang Fang and Swalwell's still on the Intelligence Committee. Swalwell as well. Yeah, yeah, like the, like. They're they're probably attacking from all different angles, and they're very good at playing the slow game. They're better at it than 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 a lot Anybody of people. Than we are. Yeah, they're, they're way better at it than we are. You know what they're not good at? They're not good at punching dicks. I'll tell you that. No, no, no. they probably are. <laughs> they're not. They're not good at making products because their products are shit and they fall apart. Well, they it, do that they, on purpose. They, though. they are good at making products, but they deliberately make them shoddily because. So they know we'll buy they want us to buy more, right? So if they make them to last, then you don't have to buy a new one every year and you a gotta half. You got to buy a new cell phone every fucking two years. You got to buy right. a new cell phone for a thousand dollars. Yep. Yep. Your you watch, your dryer. Like if, I you, if you take good enough care of your cell phone that uh, it lasts for more than two years, you know they actually shut your cellular service off, right? Yeah, we found that out with our kids' yeah. phone. Verizon will shut your your cellular service off. They just won't work anymore. They force you to buy a new phone. My yes. wife's phone is like four years old. I have T-Mobile, and it's just so slow and shitty, and she's such yeah. a pain in the ass. Like, we got to go get you a new phone. We got to go get you a new phone, you know? Well, yeah. I, it happened to me. I had a, a perfectly good iPhone 10, 10X Max, and it was perfectly good. It was like five years old. And yep. it, it yep. shut off on me, and it wouldn't turn on ever you again. You got to pay your bill, you fucking deadbeat. Then they won't shut oh, it no, off. Bill is paid. No, you're you're right though. And like, I mean, I mean, I, 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 we gave our kid his first phone was like an iPhone six. That bitch was fucking forever old, but it didn't matter. You know, it worked. It works. Yeah. And he was thirteen. I, I don't give a fuck. I wish, right? I so, wish yeah. I had an iPhone for my first phone. Like, <laughs> like I, I mean, I gave him my old phone. You know, he was 13. That way he uh, like all all as far as I'm concerned, all he needed it was to answer it when I called him or texted him um, or, you know, he texted me to tell him it was, you know, it's time for me to come pick him up or whatever it was like I don't give a fuck we about you, we were kids? You need that for me. Um, 
but uh fuck no like and our youngest now it's great i i go look do you understand what a cell phone would look like back then at 8 30 i go looking for our youngest kid he's outside playing well the sun hadn't quite gone down yet so okay i gotcha but you know we we got another show to do you gotta come eat dinner like he's outside all the time he doesn't give a shit about the phone the older one no no he's on the phone all the time but yeah literally his service shut off and i was like well just use the wi-fi and he's like well i can't if like i i need to text you if i'm you know somewhere where there's not wi-fi like i really need cellular service so i brought him into the verizon store and they're like oh no the phone's too old so it doesn't it won't receive updates anymore so therefore it just shut off yeah holy like are you fucking kidding me yep they they phased it out so uh, it can't get the newest update so it shut off the cellular service so yep Yep, that's what happened to me Mm -hmm. i never update my phone i don't update it on purpose because they slow it i don't update it at all i leave it um but remember like when we were kids like i remember being a kid in middle school and having to call my parents for a ride and i'd call 1-800 collect and i'd be like james pick me up at the school and before like i'm ready boom <laughs> and click it. like that's what we used to have to do uh <laughs> now you didn't have a dime to call your mom and dad you would just do it really quick and then think come pick me up <laughs> 1-800-COLLECT oh, I'm ready. that's funny shit so <clears throat> you guys do the news every day on your show what if you what's your outlook i guess your perspective on right now today the current the current political climate with everything that's going on going into the midterms you guys have you know thoughts theories what your way your mindset's at on how things are going to roll out in the next through the midterms to the next like two years i want to hear from you guys because you guys are always talking all kinds of stuff and i want to get with you guys mixed like stirring in his seat <laughs> yeah, he's like ready to go. I'm ready. I want to. I want you to unleash. Like I want to hear. I want to hear. Like from what's oh, I, your I, take? I'm on not dumb. I'm gonna let her go first <laughs> because okay. I've got probably a good long hour long diatribe. Well, okay. First off, understand that we are going to run out of um, DEF engine oil additive in probably the next month. Uh, four to four to six weeks. Okay. What is this um, additive? So it it is the the engine engine oil additive that goes in diesel engine oil. No, no it goes in diesel engines, and well, this it's additive, the, it's the additive it cleans the exhaust. That, it's the additive. It cleans that goes the exhaust. Oil. It doesn't go in the oil, yes, it does. I, babe. I used to drive these trucks. Trust me. And I'm the one that did this fucking research. I, I'm me. glad. I, I can tell you right now, it doesn't go in the oil. It gets added to the engine. It cleans the exhaust, and then it gets dropped off in another bucket on the other side of the engine. Anyway, long story short, you're talking if about you, the DEF system. I'm talking about the actual engine oil additive. If you actually, if you don't have this and this isn't added to the engines it sits off all little sorts of sensors and it will not let the engine go past like what five ten miles an hour and it just sits there and clunks along the whole way so the truck won't work anymore so essentially now you're going to have a whole line of fucking trucks that are trying to transport food from one side of our country to the other side of our country that now all of a sudden okay. doesn't work. So that's a separate issue from what I'm talking about. That is why are we going to run out of that? Oh, hold on, hold Go on. Ahead. So, Go ahead. Yes, Go ahead. The, the, D, the DEF fluid we oh. are running out of, and the companies that are, are making that are declaring force majeure. That 
we might have enough DEF fluid to get us through the end of the year. And not all trucks have DEF systems. However, the diesel engine oil additive is out. They are out. They are completely out and they are not making any more until sometime next year. There's only two companies that make this specific diesel engine oil additive. And my bad, because I originally said DEF and I, that's, that's my bad. I meant diesel engine oil additive. Um, it's, it's about to be completely out. Uh, and all diesel trucks need it. Um, I believe that's probably one of the reasons that they are shutting off 70% of the California workforce right now, the trucking workforce, because they're doing everything that they can to try and extend this diesel engine oil as long as they can, um, because they're trying to push it out. So when they start making more at the end of first quarter of next year, because think about all the things that line up with this, because right now you currently have a train uh, driver strike or the, the train workers union is striking right now. Yeah, that's, so, that's uh, coming up that's, in September. That's, they that's it going on right now. Um, you have all sorts of other shit that's shutting down commercial transportation, anything that uses a diesel engine for the most part, they're doing everything in their power to shut that down and close that off to turn that off. So you don't hear about this diesel additive engine oil that we can't live without. Uh, yeah, it's it's something else to talk about. Because a, a, so a diesel engine oil on on the average has to change their oil every was it uh, I think it was thirty. My, I forgot 30. what he told us. He told us like he gave us very pretty broad numbers too. It was like twenty thousand miles or twenty. Was, I think it was thirty thousand miles. 30, it depended on if it was flat or hills. It was like yeah. twenty five thousand miles in the hills and thirty uh, thousand thirty five thousand miles on flat yeah. road, right? Um. So, uh, so basically, we have we're going to run out just before the midterms, probably in October. Um. So when that happens. And and it's not, I mean, it's not going to be all the trucks at once. You know, some people have some engine oil in their garages or whatever. They'll be able to get another oil change out of things. Um, but you're going to start do that with a lot start, of oil. Yeah. You're going to start seeing trucks come off the road more and more. Um, you're going to start seeing trains more and more, um, especially passenger trains are going to get shut down. Uh, it's going to flip over to freight trains and you're going to see fewer freight trains. Uh, I think they're going to try and keep the power on as long as possible because, of course, trains bring coal to the power plants. But um, may- maybe not. We'll see. Uh, I think we're going to see. Oh, yeah. um, I think they, they're they're planning for power outages. I really do. Yes. So, I mean, but they, I just saw something somewhere they were they talking about rolling blackouts somewhere, not in California. They're, they're already doing rolling blackouts all across the country because the power grid's just too overloaded. I was about to say, how are you out in Long Island? You haven't seen it yet because yeah, I got bad no. news for you there. Connecticut right now, well, they're doing it right now in Connecticut. Connecticut's having rolling blackouts. So we haven't um, seen any. But uh, but yeah, I, by by November. Uh, but definitely by the midterms, I say by October, um, you're going to see severe food shortages. I'm talking like, I mean, you realize there's a 90 day supply of food in the entire country, period. That's it, right? That's it. If there's no more food coming in and go, go look out at the ports right now in Savannah, we have an 18 mile line of ships waiting to come into the ports and not enough staff to unload them at the ports. How does river so, street look over there? Like the, with the boat, with the boats coming in. Um, I mean, it's, it's steady. Yeah. But they can, they only, they're, they're not 
they don't work 24 seven. Yeah. It used to so, go to Savannah every year up until yeah. like uh, COVID for the, for St. Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's amazing. You, we probably, we probably marched together before we might. So at my, my, my band, the, the Nassau County firefighters, uh, pipes and drums has been going yes. down there probably about 15 years. I've, that's got, yes. I've got your t-shirt in the that, room next that, door. That's my band. So I was band manager of that yeah. band for like 10 years. Now I'm just a, a member. Like we, we were one of two bagpipe bands that marched Donald Trump down Pennsylvania yeah. Avenue for his inauguration. We say river street, the, you know, the warehouse, that bar, my friend Tony was in your band, hot Italian firefighter, dark hair, blue eyes. Tony Egan? Uh, no, I don't think so. That was the only Tony we ever had. Maybe. Oh, wait, wait. Maybe. You're talking about Anthony, short guy, Palicelli, yeah. Bada? Yeah, he, yeah he's, he's a good friend of mine. He's actually yeah. his old Jeep sitting in my driveway. He lives down in Florida now, and he always comes up with his RVs and a bagpipe band down there. He comes yeah, up. Yeah, he's, he's gayer than AIDS, right? No, he's not. No. No. no, he's not. No, no, no. Well, he's about to be. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. You've met Tony. <laughs> no, I know. You're I'm just I'm anyway. Yeah, we always, we always had a good time down there. Facebook, but um, so yeah. Yeah, well, they shut happen. down Kevin and Barry's. Yeah, they shut down oh. Kevin Barry's. I'll Kevin, Barry's. So yeah. Kevin Barry's is closed now, but yeah. Is the warehouse still open? Yeah, the warehouse is still open. Warehouse yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I remember some of the other places. Yeah, oh. it's always um, a blur walking around there. I mean, the, Fuck the, yeah, the because you, you spend the whole time drunk. It, it, the whole idea is to come down there and get hammered. And then Trust me, I'm on the great committee. I'm one of those white jacket faggots that's trying to keep you guys in line when you're all <laughs> drinking that shit. Walking was, around like motherfucker, I want to drink too. I'll beat your ass just because I'm sober. And they were always good with us. They always put us like towards the the beginning of the parade every year. Yeah. They and there was one year they put us way in the back, and we told the parade committee because they always, you know, like that day they wanted us for next year, and we were like, if you put us in the back again, we're never coming back. And then the next year, I think we were like one of the first bands or something like that. I always, I always had a good time watching the, uh, the, the. Uh, the black high school bands battling in the street before the parade kicked off. Yeah. Like you had yeah. two bands together and they would do like the band, va the battle of the bands. And they were amazing. We would always have a good time with them. There was always this big fat guy that walked around dressed as a, as a pirate. We always took a picture with him every year. He, yeah. he literally had the big sword and then you had all the girls running out, kissing you with the lipstick on and the bees. There was like a, so, like a three and a half mile parade. It's the longest it's, parade it's we march in. Six yeah. miles, actually. Is it that long? It's six miles. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, the cobblestone our, streets. Our, our kids do the um the they march with the flags. They're in the the Irish flag contingent. Um, well, our older son now marches with BC because he's in the military school. Are they but having it in March? Do, are they definitely yeah. having it? I mean, oh, yeah. well, provided that you know, as of right now, the last we down. heard, yeah. the last we heard, yes. Was um, it at our last meeting we were talking about it? March? No, but I don't think we're even going to get to the midterms. So, you know. Um, so, no, I'll, I'll add to your story. But, on, but hold on. Well, hold on. I have I have one real quick tangential story here. So um, do you remember about, oh, this would have been like 15, 16, 17 years ago um, when the New York City cops got kicked out of the parade because they stopped and did jello shots in the middle of the street for like 45 minutes with some old fucking dumb chick that they were friends with from way back in the day. Yeah, they held up the parade. 
Yeah, that was me. I was that dumb chick. Really? I remember that story. <laughs> Holy shit. I that was you? Shots. Yes, we held up the parade for like a fucking hour doing stacks of jello shots. It was shots people that we knew from back people in the day. I knew from like way back you were deployed, but way back when. Oh, that's and uh, that was that was the year before you knocked <laughs> me up with Connor. Yeah. So anyway so yeah <laughs> that's great so i so that's fucking hysterical i was gonna add to your story about the shortages that you're that you're talking about because my oh, yeah. buddy my co-host nick his good friend owns uh, uh works for a trucking company excuse me and his trucking company is being paid more money than the stores are willing to pay for the food that he's transporting and taking the trucks dropping them off in random parking lots, abandoned parking lots, letting them sit until they're expired, and then tossing it all. That's Who's literally paying them to do that? I don't know. I want to get them on the show. I'm trying to I'm trying to make that happen. He probably doesn't know who's paying them. I no, mean, probably the same people that are paying the farmers to not farm. You see, they, they, they're raiding the Amish, Amish farms, yes. federal agents. Fuck. Yeah. They're doing it out here in Nevada too. They're doing it out here in Nevada too. The ranchers, they're they're attacking this one ranch. It's only an hour outside of Vegas uh, because the, he they said his animals that have been grazing there for decades on federal land, and he can't uh, do it. And it's a as a farm that's been in his family literally for like generations. And uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So we should all be buying more ammo then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, that's that's uh, yeah yeah absolutely. Um, what you should really you should be securing your food supply. Um, and I don't I mean both short term and long term. And by long term, I mean learn how to grow your own food. Have a, a stockpile of seeds as well as some kind of indoor container garden because the weather. Right now, when that out. time happens, when that time happens, I'm gonna fucking lose my shit i'm gonna I, kill my neighbors and smoke them i'm just gonna go yeah, full on I cannibal don't i don't eat vegetables i don't i don't you're eat, fucked um no it, my my you know go to go to my patriot supply stock up on a, a three or six month food supply um i want to say yes but buy a cow buy a half a cow um buy it buy a full cow Buy it now. Find find a farmer that's been paid to slaughter. I someone, 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 and, someone reached out to me. I, he might yeah. even be listening right now. I got to actually. I'm get. I'm looking an offer up for an ice chest to keep it in. Most he, definitely. He, he, and, uh, and I, I would recommend um, because I met him through through Justin. He how are you going to feed the cow when it's in an ice chest? What are I, you doing? It's, it's a dead, dead cow. But, and oh. I would cook, cook <laughs> as much of it, cook as much of it in advance as you can, because if you lose power, you don't want to be stuck trying to cook. We got you know, meat smokers. We got meat smokers over here. George McDougal here and we're smoking the meats. What are you talking about? We, uh, cook it, cook it in advance and then refreeze it. So, you know, if you, you're going to get, if you get a half cow, you're going to get 150 pounds of ground beef. So, you know, you do meatloaf and meatballs and, you know, cook thing, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, pasta sauce, that kind of thing. Cook things in advance and freeze them. And then if you lose power, Okay, as they defrost, you can eat them. You're not scrambling trying to cook 200 pounds of food. Yeah. Before you lose it. No, 100%, 100%, but it's uh it's going to be interesting if the power goes out. It's going to be interesting uh I've I've already we I've already instructed our son and now we live a lot further away. Um so now I've actually told him I, to go. 
to change his location. But I, I told him, I'm like, look, if the power goes out and everybody starts and, losing their mind and you go out to the parking lot and the cars won't start and your cell phone doesn't work, you don't have like your, your cell phone just doesn't work. No one's cell phone works. At, at that point, I was like, you start walking your ass home. Now he's too far away. So now you walk your ass to post because that's just like five minutes away. And we, we know we can get him from there. Um, but, uh, but seriously, <clears throat> like you, well, go to the armory cause he's on the rifle team. So he knows how to access it. Um, get a weapon and, and get your ass start either finding your way home or now that we live so far away from a school, get your ass on post where we know you're going to be safe and uh, we can come get you. And I'll go grab a horse from, you know, down the street from the farm around the corner and fucking ride a horse 15 miles to go get him. I don't give a shit. So I don't want to save a cowboy. My man, (laughs) my man, Ben Sanders in the chat said, buy a pallet of Slim Jims. And that's actually a brilliant idea. Or Twinkies. Uh, yeah, Twinkies. Yeah, exactly. Twinkies uh, will survive. The power will be out. We'll all be drunk, fat fucks sitting there with rifles eating Twinkies. Twinkies. No, we'll be, smoking, we'll be smoking meat down. Most okay. important is to secure your water because understand you need approximately a gallon of water a day if you're phys- you know if you're going to be physically active and you know come the, the shit hits the fan you're not going to be sitting on your ass eating twinkies you're going to be running around trying to figure out what the fuck to do um you know hopefully doing some last minute preparations hopefully you're already prepared but honestly your water uh for cooking hygiene and hydration you need a gallon of water a day per person i'm just gonna um, stop showering i'm gonna stop showering i'm gonna smoke meat yeah. i'm gonna eat twinkies and that's shoot anything that passes my house that's how i'm going out that that's is it. the way i am living i've lived my life and i will continue to live my life <laughs> shit out back and dig a hole and shit out back and call it a day taking out fucking nut sacks from a mile away that's what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> we all, we got to go to right Vegas. Right, I like right now, right now you, you get your ass to Sam's Club, and these life are on clearance. Fucking life straws, right? They're camping straws. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thou- it'll filter a thousand gallons of water per straw. It's like yeah, you, could drink, you could drink. You could drink lake water. 20, Twenty bucks right now for three. You can drink fucking pond water, water out of the side, off the side of the road. I live, you know. I live within walking distance of like big, big lakes too, of freshwater lakes. And I'm down by the, you know, obviously down by the, by the water, but I, you know, fresh water, I could use those things and probably never run out of water. Who knows? And right now, James, as of right now, um, you have 50 days of clean water left. Oh, Lake Mead is fucked. No, Lake Lake Mead's already gone. They they don't even count that. It's the the river that all of Vegas gets its water from now. Fucked, has, fucked. has been completely fucked from the wildfire in New Mexico. Um, y'all are you're done. Like you literally, you're you're going off reservoirs right now, and you have fifty I, days of clean no, water well, left in Las Vegas. I, I, I truly believe Las Vegas. I think I like the Lake Mead is being uh, purposefully drained. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you. Same here. Uh, it, it, it is, that for a so, so it's funny because I saw these guys on the road the other day. I follow this account on YouTube. They're called Sin City Outdoors, and they cover in detail. I just going- watched that the other day. Lake Mead with how how low it was with the yardage, dude. It's it's fucking. I couldn't believe insane. it. 
It's fucking bananas. I just like, started I, watching that. I remember going there for the first time a couple years ago. Uh, I went to I went to a Trump boat parade out there. That was fucking sick. But I remember going there and seeing where the the, the clubhouse was and walking down to where you do, you drop the boats off in the water. They're like, yeah, the water used to be up by the clubhouse. And we're talking like probably five or six football fields away. They have signs there with the yardage on, with the years then, where the water you, line used to be. And then within within a short period of time, so like uh, 2020 to 2021 was like 50 yards that it it, it went down. 2021. Yeah, yeah. That's 150 feet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's how much how much pavement was showing and how much it went down. But now, but but then from twenty twenty one to twenty two, and it was really only six months. It went probably five hundred yards. Wait, you said four or five hundred yards? Yeah, from twenty so, from like September from 15, September. So it, it went one hundred and fifty feet in one year, and then it went fifteen hundred feet in the next six months. Yeah, nothing yep. natural does that. Nope, 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 nope. So here's another question to throw at you. Did you see anything positive happening to the country post midterms? Well, I mean, there's always, it's always darkest just before the dawn, right? Yeah. Yep. You got to walk through the darkness. Because we can, we can, t- we can get the majority or, you know, great. But if Kevin McCarthy becomes speaker of the house, we're fucked. When we win nothing, nothing, nothing's going to be, you know, where are we either way? I do mean, I, honestly. do I see good things right now? I mean, yeah, I, there's, you know, there's, there's a couple little good things here and there that we have little wins. I think Hunter's going to be indicted. Um, you know, I do too. And, uh, yeah, I, then he's going to get pardoned before daddy leaves the white house. They're going to they're going to – my view on the Hunter Biden thing is this is what the Democrats are going to do. They're going to charge him. They're going to convict him, and they're going to sell to us Americans that, oh, look, the justice system is balanced. You see? We just we just charged and convicted the president's son, and then he's going to get pardoned, and they, they're going to laugh in our faces. I don't know. I just – I see that. I don't know. I, I understand. Um, but there's, there's little, little things here and there um, that you can count as – as wins um a thousand percent there's a lot of wins there's there's a a group of nurses that just won a 10 million dollar settlement against the hospital um that fired them for not getting jabbed yeah where was that that was that i just saw that where the hell was that hold on i've got the story in here somewhere it was like north this is my this is my just stack of stories just from our show you know we do that shit um it's like the Alex Jones uh, stack right there, spread out yeah. all over his desk. Uh, North Shore University Health System in Illinois. Okay, North Shore University. Yeah. That's funny. That's not That's part just of- my stack. He has his own stack. Yeah. Uh, I got we, we didn't, and that's what we didn't get to tonight. So, I got there all the honestly, stuff we did get to is I, I, I don't know why we're all look, this is this is uh, the way I look at it. And mm-hmm. This is politically and everything all mixed into one all at once. Um, number one, everybody asked me, how do you know that fucking Trump's running? He hasn't endorsed anybody else. Trump would have already endorsed somebody else if he was not going to run. Okay. The reason being is Trump's got to, he knows that the next guy that's going to take his shoes has got to build up the same base that he had. Yes. The only way you do that is by announcing early that you're going to run for president. If Trump was not running, Trump would have already endorsed somebody. 
He would have already said DeSantis. He would have already said somebody else. He has not said anybody. Therefore, I am 100% assured that Trump is running in 2024. Agreed. The only problem with that is the liberals don't want to do that. That being said, Trump being accused of a crime automatically brings in the what is it, the 20, 22nd Amendment, in which case Trump cannot run for office because he's being convicted of a crime or he is in the deliberations okay. to be he's charged. He's charged. Yeah. yeah. Indicted. Um, he's been indicted. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that being said, he can't run. So. What does Trump do? Well, Trump goes down and says, hey, DeSantis, let's do this little thing down here. And then, oh, by the way, we're going to make it look like it's this thing. But in reality, what it really was, was, hi, you're looking at the next president and his vice president standing right here in front of you. Why? Because we all know we all know that Trump's not going to ask Pence to run again. Everybody knows that Trump knows that Pence is a communist. Everybody's aware of that. We're not fucking shading any shingles here. This is nothing new for anybody else to hear. Uh, Pence is a communist. He's an asshole. We never liked him to begin with. I never did at least. And I always thought that was Trump's biggest mistake. However, what Trump does after that point is what's going to be most interesting. Now, Axios do you know, supposedly know. knows the plan, and Trump is just going to slaughter Washington, which finally means that things that I've said to dear old Donald over the years have finally broke through that thick fucking melon of his that he likes to fucking carry around on his shoulders, that he obviously stole from some fucking circus clown in fucking Broadway. Uh, <laughs> that dumb son of a bitch finally is listening, and he's going to finally gut Washington which is what he should have done the first time. I told him the first time, and I've said it till I'm blue in the face, that he surrounded himself with snakes the first time around. He didn't learn anything as time went on. He kept the same snakes in place. Now, I have a different theory on that based on something else that was said and something else that was posted. So now I've kind of taken that theory and kind of convoluted that theory but my original theory was kind of like wait a minute are you in on this is there a possibility that donald trump is in on all this bullshit that's going on absolutely there's always a possible there's always a possibility of that however looking now at it as things have played out as they really have We're seeing awakenings almost every month. Yes. Look at everything that's going on. Every month that's come up, we have seen something new in which exposed the Democrats. Now, it's really weird because (laughs) we were just talking about this tonight on our show. And I said, look at the way Q wrote this. This is the this this. It had to be this way. And look specifically at the punctuation. The I capitalization or capitalization, the I and the H it had both of those are capitalized. It had to happen to happen this way. T and the W were both capitalized with kind of like, it kind of gave you a chart. Like it was going fine. It dropped down, went like this kind of came back up and shot back across. And it's like, okay, so we're like right here on the downward slope, almost to the down point, And we're kind of spreading that down downward angle and we're flattening out. So now all we have to look forward to is what's to come, which is going to be good shit it's for so- us. 
So if you look at it that way and you apply that to that, you kind of see a different pattern as to what's actually going on. Um, As to what I think is going on, um, I think all of that shit's possible. I think all of that's possible and I think none of it's possible. I think what we need to do is still rely on ourselves. I think every single motherfucker out there, whether you believe it or not, because I don't, but we have to vote. Yes. We have to vote just in case. What if plan a fucking blows? What if Q is a fucking a shill? What if Q is make believe and all of its bullshit? We still have to secure our future somehow. Not not, not just vote, not just vote. We have to become poll watchers. We have to get involved in our local elections. If you're up to running, run, like get involved. Don't just let these bureaucrats just run and run up unopposed that have been in office forever, even in your local communities. Like it's way bigger than just voting now. Like I think, and I think again, it had to happen this way. It truly did. And this, and when, when you say Mick, that Donald Trump may be in on it, I think he's in on it in a way where it had to be this way and, and, and show to show the American public, like he's in on it. Like, all right, like, I'm sorry, you guys got to go through this. I know it's terrible, but it's part of the awakening process. We can't just come in and swoop in and save the day because no one will learn anything. When he says, says this cannot happen again, like this can never happen again. Like, look at what has happened to our country. Look at what has happened to our society. Like, look at what is going on in the world right now. It is like, I never in my wildest dreams going down these rabbit holes thought it would get this crazy and like this ridiculous. But hold on one second, because we might be going off the air. Because Did you guys just win the lotto? No. If we do, v going to have a heart attack right here, and I'm going to have to start CPR. No, you're going to have a heart attack. This would be this would be the, the best viral show ever if you guys just won a billion dollars. If we just won like $1.2 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be like, holy me, shit. Yeah, we, we should get a fee for just, just breaking it on air. Yeah, okay. Breaking news. Uh, just give us the interest on it. Yeah. 6%. All I want, 6%. Just give me the six points. We're good. Six points <laughs> off the top of the big. Come on. Oh, man. I, uh, it's one thing I don't do. I don't play the lottery. I, I, I just never... We don't either, but it's fucking a Did we get any of the so, Powerballs you know. or the uh, the bonus numbers or the up numbers? Uh, because those are automatic winners. You 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 get money on that. One billion dollars. One billion dollars. I'll tell you another thing. We got to say people have to you know take their heads out of their ass. And I I I feel like I don't know why it has to be said, but. You know, I, I'm I'm a Donald Trump fan. I'm a Donald Trump supporter, but I don't I don't worship false idols. And and the attitude of some oh. of these people, where one man, one individual, whether it's Donald Trump, whoever it might be, is not going to save the country. That's our job. What we Just, have to do, like voting and other things. Trust me on this one, okay? Me and fucking Justin were fucking around with the idea of running for president and vice president against Donald Trump. I was going to be the press secretary. We were going to do it. We had a plan. We actually had like, we actually, dude, it was actually rock solid. I I was like, until he started getting second opinions about it, I was like, dude, I I started to get motivated about it because I was like, this actually can't fail. We've got this locked up. Let them try. This is going to be so phenomenal. Even if we, if I, I, I called him one day and I said, dude, even if we get, do you, 
imagine, can you imagine the amount of success we can show if we get 1% of the vote, just 1%. Yeah. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking something uber crazy. I'm talking a mere million plus people voted for us. Holy shit. That's a lot of fucking people. I don't care. A lot of people. And, and let me tell you something, if you can make that kind of an impact grassroots out of your basement and we were not going to go out and do anything extravagant, like our biggest extravagant expense was going to be our coming out of the border. We were going to announce it. I I also had an ad that I was going to help Justin make. So Justin, he was going to be sitting in front of a fire uh, with a bear uh, rug cloaked over his loin with a full, full cowboy hat. Think, think Burt Reynolds in Smokey and the Bandit. Okay. The fire was going to be crackling in the background. And uh, the camera was going to pan in. You're going to see Justin sitting there smoking a cigar. It's going to pan in wide and come in real close to his shot, close shot to his face. He's going to look dead in the camera, tip the hat down, make the West wild again. <laughs> Make the West wild again. This 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 ad has been sponsored. Then this ad this ad has been sponsored by just Justin for president. And then 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 it was going to cut to a picture of. Lindsay walking by, like covering herself, and he's gonna slap her in the ass and say, "Go make me a sandwich." <laughs> Go make me a sandwich. That did was you, literally what we were gonna do for an ad. Um, did you see that video clip? I, I posted it on my Instagram and Facebook. It was I saw it floating around of Kamala Harris with that look, look, Laquanda forever. This is paid for. Forever. Yeah, this is paid for by Kamala. What the fuck was that? What what was that? I don't know, dude. You it was her know. horrible attempt at copying a Marvel superhero, apparently. At being relatable. Yeah. And then yeah, she sits yeah. there, and then now she's going to give her pronouns when she starts a meeting. Like, I'm Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she should be stupid. Her, her. She and her, and I'm a woman, and I'm I'm sitting at the table wearing, wearing a blue, blue jacket. suit. A blue like, suit. You're a With fucking a moron. Well, are you really? Like, holy I, I, shit. But understand, but understand people, look, you guys are getting, I hear a lot of people get worked up over this and this, this, it's all a game makes me irate. No, no, it's not. This makes me irate, irate because think about this. You guys are are getting wrong about the wrong thing. You're getting angry about the wrong thing. You're getting angry about Kamala Harris doing it. Hey, forget all that. The rest of the world sees us now. This yeah. is how they see us. They see Kamala Harris walking up in front of a camera saying, my name is Kamala Harris yeah. and I am the vice president of the United States. And my pronouns are she, him, her, I, it, other, oh, and yeah. uh, 14. And oh, by the way, I do consider myself a unicorn fart. And yes, I do identify as one as well. So if I'm a little gaseous, uh, I apologize. She better not be anything unicorn. I will flip out. She's not welcome in the unicorn community. I'm a trans-dimensional gender-neutral unicorn, for those who don't know. Uh, oh, that's a mouthful. Yeah. No, I identify uh, as a unicorn. Of course, I- I'm also the hereditary empress of the universe, so, you know, there's that. 
I, I mean, am, you know, you I, can be whatever the fuck you want now. So <laughs> you, you got that going for you. That's, that's how you, that's how you play the game. And the more, the more things that you have in the title, the more victimhood things that you have that you check off the box, the more, the more you can speak on victimhood. So like, if you want to speak on victimhood, I'm a trans dimensional and I'm unicorn. So I got, a, I got a lot of things in the list so I could speak in a lot of victimhoods. You can't out victim me. I will. Out -victim you. I got you beat. I'm an Irish Catholic white guy. Done. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> it's all over. Right there. One. Hetero, heterosexual. That's even worse. Yes. Suck a fat dick. I'm a heterosexual <laughs> Irish Catholic guy. Wow. Alpha so male. You're, so basically you're a racist, Alpha transphobe, male. homophobe, white nationalist. You're all Don't, that. Lover. Don't forget Nazi. Nazi. Dudes. That's what Genetic he was doing. Terrorist. Donald Trump lover. Special forces. That's what they do. Is special what, a suckers. what a time to be alive. It's going to be interesting. Stalker. Yes. What a time to be alive. It's, it's fucking crazy. I never in my wildest dreams thought it would, it would be this wild. Like I knew that they controlled everything. I knew that they had a lot of power, but like I didn't think the people would accept and normalize the things that we're seeing and normalizing happen. Like, and they're defending it blindly. So, so wild to me, how crazy! Like, it's almost like the people that are in control are like, "All right, let's see how." Like, it's almost like uh, uh, Practical Jokers. Like, yeah. let's see how how ridiculous we can yes. get. Into until people start to see things and like, let's do the most ridiculous shit we could possibly think of and see if anybody bats an eyelid. The is mental it illness in this country now is just, it's off the charts completely. You know, it, it's like they, you know, the running joke in New York growing up was you could do or be anything in New York and no one would bat an eye. Right. Sure. You could, you could go to a Broadway show wearing a, a cocktail dress and a, a fur coat and sit next to a, a hobo wearing looking wearing, you know, ripped jeans and a grateful dead t-shirt. You could walk down fifth Avenue, butt ass naked and no one would notice except for the cops, unless you were super hot or really ugly. Well, there was a naked cowboy for the longest time. Yeah, he's still around. He's, he's still, still around. around. Even, he wears underwear though. He's not entirely naked, but you know, that's, that's okay. But I mean, like you could, it, now it's like, they're trying to emulate that, right? They want the entire world to be like New York. You can do anything. It used to just be us New Yorkers that were crazy. Now everyone wants to be crazy. What the fuck? No, it's just, it's fucking it's fucking bananas. I just can't that, take with the children though, with the kids. With no, the leave the kids alone. I will fucking shoot you if you come near my kids. But here's the thing, guys. Like this goes to my point earlier that the brainwashing and things like that it goes way further than that. It's also the food and the chemicals that are putting in 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 us in the water. Like not everybody realizes how poison our tap water is and. The shit that they're putting in there, even the water that you buy in the bottle, like people don't even realize how poison that shit is. And uh, it, it does irreversible damage. And it's been it's been a few generations since they've been poisoning our food. Like Our parents were the first ones to really get hit with the fast food, like in the, the 30s, the 40s and 50s. Yep. And, and, and the TV dinners came out. <laughs> Processed food. Oh, I like, love those little brownies that came with the Swanson TV dinners. You put them in the microwave and had the little charred edges. Oh yeah, so good. But 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 <laughs> that it started with our parents. That was probably plastic you were eating, by the way. Oh, definitely. Just so you go to McDonald's, get a quarter pounder. You're eating human. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, and so, a bit of Bob and Tom. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Ronald's in there as well. They they just put oh, little bits yeah. and pieces. Really in quick, there. I got to interrupt you, James. The the, the microdosing of the of the mushrooms um, from Kush Creams. Well, I haven't yet, but my my wife's been taking them every day. Right. Have you ever taken two in one shot? Yeah. Is it? Have you ever have? Has it done anything? Yeah. Sometimes it's a little a little bit. Yeah. So like my wife was taking them, like she was doing like I, I think she did it like five days in a row, and then she took. Two days I, off. I think two days off, but then she's like, yeah, fuck it. And she took two at the same time. And then like 20 minutes later, she looks at me and she goes, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping balls and my, my <laughs> tripping balls. And she was, she was like, then she's like skimming the pool. Like she's, I, it was, it was the funniest thing. And I get, I don't know, I guess maybe not taking it two days, but my wife, you know, she big, big pot smoker. And, you know, through her whole life, she's probably done every street drug on, on the street. She used to be prescribed uh, 80 milligrams Adderall a day. Shit. 80. They had she doesn't take it anymore. Like they literally took like three years to, for them to wean her off of it, you know? And uh it was funny when she took it. She's like, I how, how many just I just took two a little while ago, and now I'm just I'm she walked in the kitchen and she's like, the garbage can I know is there, but I I see it over there. It's it was like fucking wild, she said. I have spaces look different. It's it's yeah, it's, I have yet to try it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm actually gonna take one. I think uh, I take one every day. I take five days on, two days off. They're amazing. Uh, the I just have to, I got, I got it. I'm, I'm a delicate flower. I got to see how I react to it. I'm going to take one this weekend. You're a vagina. Sandy I'm, vagina. I, I, I have a lot of sand in my vagina. Yeah, very sandy. Very so sandy. It gets get sandy. Has the tampon shortage been hurting you? No, no, I don't even bother with tampons. I just let it bleed. I just free okay. flow. I just run, running, running down my that leg. Is, yeah. Where's Alan? Just follow the blood trail. The sandy yeah. vagina is over there. Free flowing. It's blood or cigar smoke because I'm always smoking a cigar. So either one. It, 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 either he's one. either sucking on a big brown dick or he's bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> whichever, whichever. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> so what did we just do? We always, we did like a two hour and 20 minute Freedom Friday. Like right, it's That's yeah two it's, hours and almost forty minutes I think which is which is typical I mean we'll, we'll sometimes do three three and a half hours but you know I mean about how long I think Syracuse tend to go and you guys do a show it you guys are doing shows every night right we do uh, we do two and a half hours every night every night you guys got to get lives two and a half hours every night we are, yeah we are live no I said you got to get lives oh, yeah no well <laughs> he he works a full time job and and I. I've been homeschooling our younger son, um, although since we moved to a new area, he asked he really wanted to go to public school this year or go to school this year so that he can meet kids in the area. And this area is pretty good. Do you have co-ops? Do you have homeschool co-ops at all? Um, it was maybe. sort of one. We just did like this thing online. Yeah. But no, okay. not, not I, I wasn't able to find one down here yet. Okay. Um, all right. Although I did hear about one, but uh, I wasn't able to connect with them on, when we moved down here. So my, my, my plan now is, so she's going into the fifth grade and she's going to go back to the homeschool co-op. And then after fifth grade, she would technically be moving to the middle school. So we're going to get, and she's, she's very smart. I mean, she's, I, I see her now because she still hangs out with kids that go to public school. And I'm not just saying it because my she's my kid, but when she's with them, I'm looking at them like these kids are retards. Oh, and yeah. then she hangs out with the kids that are in the homeschool co-op, and they're like, "Oh wow, they have heads on their shoulder. They actually can think and have a conversation." And the other kids are just like, oh, yeah, they're idiots. Yep. And 
So, but I'm going to give her the option, even though she has the friends there and she likes it when she's going into the sixth grade in the middle school. Cause now, you know, her, her brain is on track. She's, she's one of us, you know, me and yeah. my wife are there, you know? Um, so I'm going to say, Hey Zoe, you know, do you want to try public school going into the middle school? You know, as long as me and my wife just, you know, vet and see what's going on at that point, another year from now and give her the option. And then if she wants to, we'll try it. And if it's, you know, horrible, we can always go back to there. But uh, I, 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 I want her to go and have a normal high school experience. You know what I mean? I want her to have that high school experience with the kids, the prom, the this, the that. Yeah. So it's like it's it's it sucks that we even have to go down this route, you know. I honestly, I don't know that that's ever going to happen again. I like, don't know. Not in New York anyway. I mean, no, like, I'm, 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 I got another, I think two years here and I'm probably going to be down in South Carolina. Yeah. Now, and I, I'm, I'm toying around with Florida, but I, I, I don't know if I want the heat every day, but I, I'm a lot of friends and family move down to South Carolina. Hey, 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 let me tell you something right now. Okay. Yeah. Nice too. South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. Guess what? Once mm-hmm. you're past below fucking North Carolina, it don't fucking matter. It's hot. It's gonna be hotter yeah. than balls. It's gonna be hotter than anything you've ever experienced your whole entire life. But your blood yeah. and it'll be okay. But honestly, I'd say two years. Two years is too long, honey. We don't have that long. Yeah, it's a I'll be honest. We'll see. Get we'll out. See. I can. say. I say. To you, I'd like to go tomorrow. I got some projects that are going on right now, and I want to see how a couple of them um, like, do. Right now, down here, school wise, I mm-hmm. can tell you the one reason we do like it is we have the option to send our kid to a military. He's in military high school. Yeah. Our older son, we send him to a private military high school. It's a Catholic high school. It's all boys. There's no girls. Uh, They still have a prom of sorts. They still have uh, all the different little things, but it's a private Catholic military high school. And they have a private Catholic girls school that interacts with the boys. So there is interaction there between the sexes, but it is all private military. There's no bullshit. And the girls school, the girls rifle team beats the shit out of the boys rifle team every year. And they're like state champions. Like they're the fucking cream of the crop for, for shooting. And the girls wipe the floor with them every year. I think for 14 years running now. I hope your your son wins his, 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 part of the tournament because he he's in he's in the raider team now so he's um it, it's like uh it's like ranger training for ch- for children um you know they do the obstacle courses and the fucking the whole that do, do long range shooting um well then he does rifle that's the rifle as soon as soon as the raider team is over the range the raider yeah as soon as the ranger raider team is over then rifle team starts up um and yeah they do uh they do long range shooting. Um, they do uh, everything normal kneeling they, and standing. Yeah. They do it three different positions and they travel all over the place to do it. And they fire some pretty good rifles and told them, said, Hey, you know, uh, don't miss. Cause it's going to suck. Cause you're never going to hear the end of it when you come home. Just telling you. <laughs> and don't aim for the bulls. Oh, maybe you no, aim for the bulls. The crazy part. What didn't happen until like, maybe like five, four or five years ago. So I was home and uh, we went to this birthday party, kid out of his birthday party, but, but it was for my older son, his friends and my youngest, of course, he wants to go. So he's like, dad, dad, I want to go. I want to go. I was like, all right, we'll he go. He was five. So we go out there on this paintball course and he's like, dad, I want a gun. 
was like, all right, so we got him paintball gun. He's got this little gun. He's got it like propped up the tanks on his shoulder. He's like kind of holding it, kind of judging it. He's like running around. I'm like, all right, you stay with me. He's like, okay. So he go running up this window. I was like, Hey, there's a kid right there out there in that window. You see him? He's like, wait, way over there. I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, hold on. And he like takes the gun and he fucking like, he does like, you can see him like doing like little corrections in his head. He's like, yeah, if I do that, it'll curve like that. And he pulls the trigger. Boom. Fucking paintball comes flying out. <sighs> Sails clear across the field, smacks a kid right in the face. Oh, Put shit. Head down just like this. And I said, fuck. <laughs> he, <laughs> shit. he drops the gun. He's walking around like he just won the fucking WWF fucking <laughs> super heavyweight championship <laughs> belt. Like, and he's like, fuck yeah, what yeah. I can do, bitches. <laughs> That's, That's a great what shot. I came here to do. And it was, it was a great shot. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, fuck. One of them can shoot shit. <laughs> and that's not even, that's not even the one that's on the rifle team. Our, oh, wow. older, our older son lettered his freshman year in varsity, um, which many came in, uh, he had to come in top four, what, three competitions. Yeah. Um, he had to come in in the top four for three competitions in order to get a, a vice a varsity letter and he got better every time i think he ended up shooting an average of a like a 93 something, something like, like that. that yeah which is pretty fucking kick-ass so it is kick-ass and how old are they uh the 10 and 15 10 and 15 that's good yeah. that's what you got to do with your kids you got it they, they, they gotta teach them how to shoot you know like i wish we had better it. access not just, not just to, follow directions that's what yeah they're yeah they're, they're taught to just follow direct, do as you're told, don't ask questions, just keep keep it moving, bell bell to bell and and do what you're told. It was all done by design by John D. Rockefeller. It's sad. And I agree with you, Alan. Like the kids, like if I had kids and they were going to, I would want them to have those regular experiences that every kid grows up having. Like if I had to send a kid to high, I'd be like, yo, I'm telling the teachers at every school meeting, like, yo, my kid's not doing any homework. Don't don't even don't even ask. Like He's after school's over. You had him for six hours. If you don't teach him what he needs to know while he's there, get the get fucked. Like he can go out and be a kid. Like go do what kids do. Like it's sick. That's what's great about the homeschool co-op. She doesn't have any homework, and she can actually do things. And I, I talk to parents that the kids, you know, we're talking fourth and fifth graders that are in school, and they come home, and then the frustration starts because they have like two, three <laughs> hours of homework, homework that. The parents yep. are looking at some of this shit like the math, like, holy <laughs> shit, I can't even fucking do this. Yeah, a lot in my room as a kid to do my homework. Three, four hours of homework as a kid. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it's was, not being a kid. Home, uh, so homeschooling last year, we did, we started out with one lesson a day, you know, and it's a, it was an online program. Um, and that one lesson would take him two and a half hours. And I was like, okay, that's not enough time. So then we do two lessons a day and it would take him four hours. And I was like, okay, four hours. And then, you know, you go outside and play or whatever. And that's, that's good. You know, cause per the state actually, cause you have to register them to homeschool as well. Yes. Four and a half hours of work a day. <coughs> okay. Well then as he got better and better, then he was finishing all his work in like three, three hours. So I was like, well, fuck. So we'd add another lesson. So by the end of it, he did, all of fifth grade by, or I'm sorry, all of fourth grade by 
February and he was halfway through fifth grade when we ended the year in May. He's multiplying three digit numbers by three digit numbers. That's great. Like in technically fourth grade. Yeah. I can't even do that. So, um, and That's now amazing. He, he comes when out when I'm sober and where we always, <laughs> yeah, you know, we always encourage him. He asks questions <laughs> about things all the time, but that was the other th- great thing about homeschooling is he learned how to look things up, you know? Yeah. So he'd come to me and he'd be like, Hey, he still, he does it all the time. He's like, Hey, um, you know, why does this happen? I'm like, well, why don't you go look it up and come back and tell me? And, you know, don't, don't come and ask me. I'm not sure you're, you have resources at hand. If you can't figure it out, then come and ask me and I'll tell you. But for the most part, you know, go look it up and then come back to me and we'll talk about it. Um, and I'll tell you if it, what you found was right or not, but, uh, it, he looks things up all the time and his vocabulary is incredible. Um, he talks to way too many Brits though, because he's starting to get a British accent and that's a little scary. What? Like online? Yes. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. funny. My, uh, yeah. I've also noticed recently my, my, my daughter's been very, very like creative and artistic. Like she's doing a lot of drawing all on her own. And she's not tracing. She'll like pull up a picture on her iPad. She'll look at it and she'll draw it just by, by looking at it. Like I see talents that are, um, Hey, that's a great forger in the making right there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have her, I'm going to have her making checks, uh, in no time, but I want to see if I could pull it up. So yes, it is. So Uh she's, she is, she is, she is, is this this the detailed picture that she drew dude of Joe Biden? Yes, she is. She's sarcastic, just like me and my wife. She's out of her mind. So last night, me and my wife are hanging out in the yard, bullshitting. Uh, no, she, she's inside. She's drawing and she comes out. She drew like some, she drew like a girl on a beach with a palm tree, like oh, really, uh, really, really great stuff. So then she goes inside. She comes out and she says, Hey, uh, I, I, I made you a Karen. I go, What do you mean you made me a Karen? So she, let's see if it, it lets me pull this up. There it is. So. <laughs> She made me a fat Karen. And it literally says on there, my name is Karen and I love Biden. I also live at Pride Street. She made a fat, she even made fat folds. <laughs> she made fat <laughs> folds on, on the knees. knees. No, that, the knees is what got me. The fat. It, the gay fat. pride fucking the flag on tattoo. That's the, the hair. Shaved on the side, the, the hoop, purple hair. The hoop yep. earrings. Yeah. The, the only thing earrings. she forgot was the pronouns. And then she's like, Biden is the best. So I posted this on my podcast oh Facebook. Oh my God, page. it was fucking hysterical. You posted it, well, you posted it on Instagram too. Yeah. I posted it on Instagram too. That's right. So yeah. I, I I posted that, right? And uh, so it's on the Facebook page. And I have like almost like almost 30,000 followers on the Facebook page. And it's, it's, oh, I, People are engaging on there all the time. I get the trolls. I put it up there and I get the lefties that come out and say, well, that's really embarrassing that you're telling us that you indoctrinate your kid and that your kid. And then one other other woman is, I find it hard, hard to believe that uh, uh, because I put nine year, a nine year old could, could all of a sudden come out with that in her head without you brainwashing your child and teaching her hate and how to be a homophobe at nine years old. I'm like, (laughs) Are you fucking kidding no, me? You're a, racist, you're a racist piece of shit, dude. Um, you're indoctrinating your kids. I'm a racist fucking homophobe because my daughter, I I didn't tell her, hey, go and go draw this exactly. Like she went in and she didn't copy it from anywhere. Like I asked her, I says, now show me the picture you copied this from. And she goes, no, I, I didn't search anything up. I just drew a fat Karen. I'm like, holy shit. That's hilarious. She's fucking nine. 
She's me. nine. She's nine. Pretty soon I'm going to have her friggin' rapping on podcasts. Like, yeah, fuck this one and fuck that one. I mean, it is what it is. You know, what, what, what are you going to, what are we going to do? He's going to grow up to be a true patriot. <laughs> anyway. Hey, my, our 10 year old asked us or said something in the car today on the, the way back from post. He was like, why are they so hung up on getting abortions? Don't they know how bad it is? They're just killing babies that can't protect themselves. They should have a chance to live. It's like a trend. It's like a trend now, especially now that it's become so political. You have these psychos out there that like want to have spite abortions. Like, yeah, let's go get knocked up so we can just kill babies and TikTok about it. I mean, you know, children understand that, hey, um, I like to be alive. If my mom had killed me before I was alive, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And once again, it goes back to that classic argument. Once again, they're fighting the wrong side of an argument. Yeah. Remember, this is people arguing on behalf of kids who can't make their own decisions. Oh, and by the way, these people have already made it through that step in life. Right. Uh, once again, it's like, holy crap, this argument is retarded. Realize you wouldn't be here to make this argument if your ancestors said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to fucking rip this one out of the womb. Whoop. Uh, there you go. Catch. I don't know if you guys – go ahead. My question is I, I don't understand why they're so hung up on, on the whole Roe v. Wade being overturned um, because it, even, even in states where abortion is now – technically illegal if you're that desperate to get rid of your baby just go get a fucking booster shot it's yeah. actually more <laughs> yeah. than yeah. the morning be- than the, the fucking morning after pill yeah if you want to go get you want to abort your kid get a booster go get back I, I don't know if you saw the video i forget who it was but he was going around and he had a petition with him and he's like hey uh listen i'm doing this petition uh there's these poachers that are going around and they're finding these baby eagle eggs and smashing the baby baby eagle eggs and killing the baby eagle eggs, uh, and we're trying to stop them from before doing- they hatch. Yeah, it was Alex. Can we can we can we, can, we, can you sign this petition petition to protect the little baby eagle eggs that aren't born yet? Like he used a lot of like really key words, and uh, and they're like, oh my god, yeah, we got to save the eagles. Like yes, sign sign. He's like, oh, I love it, great. Yeah, we definitely need to save the eagles. He's like, I have another one. He goes. Listen, I, I have this other one. It's uh, it's for for actually for babies. We have to save the babies from being killed. Um, and the, the unborn babies, just like the unborn eagles. You want to save them? We need to save the unborn babies. And they're like, no, I believe in abortion. Like I'm pro-abortion. Like yeah. right? Like I'm like you guys are fucking idiots. You are so, like you care more about eagles than you do about children. It makes no fucking sense. Like None. at least be consistent. At least like stick to your story and not be a total hypocrite. Hey, the birth rate in California declined something like, uh, I want to say it was like 14 or 15%. Um, I'm not upset at that. Last year. No, you know, but you asked if someone made a comment, if Donald, Donald Trump was involved, I know you did. Maybe, maybe one of you spoke about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we, we talked about this. Uh, we had um, David Whitehead on our show on true spiracy last weekend. And oh, uh, from uh, flyover, uh, DW Truth Warrior. Oh, dear. okay, okay. Um, and uh, we're talking about the depopulation agenda, and and it was like, well, I mean, really, when you come down to it, both sides really may want depopulation. 
because how do you rid the world of generations of evil without killing millions of people to be honest they're they're so infected at this point i mean and it's it's horrible to say it's horrible to think but how think about who got the jab for real I, something well, like 95 percent of liberals are triple quadruple jabbed yeah i agree but i then again then again um, I'm a big believer in the fact that if there is actually people working behind the scenes along with us, we the people, because we're a major part of this, but if there is an actual plan in play, there's no way the plan in play is just to remove and replace and just pick up where we left off. And it's no, it's, and you can't just uh, destroy this entire system without a plan for after the plan. Now, Donald Trump has said on, on multiple occasions, actually at every, basically every rally, he has said that uh, we're going to come up with major cures for major diseases like AIDS, which we st- should have started 10 years ago, but I started it as soon as I got into office, and childhood cancer. We also know that frequency healing is something that exists. Mm-hmm. It's not, not some make-believe nonsense conspiracy. It's My wife what? uses frequency healing when her – she has a uh, – um, uh, My, I just had a brain fart. Um yeah. Oh, yeah, but Alan, it's it's to a level where she, like they cured cancer with frequency healing. And so we have one of those um we have one of those generators in our house that which you know it uses like the the the, the, like it does Aurora the or something. Yeah, it does the body scans. I can't even think of the term, but um and and she'll run programs through it. Um and and they and they help. It's wild. Like she'll she's it, it, that that frequency stuff works with the, with the with the whether it's the magnets or the actual like we have these yeah, generators. We are energy, man. We like, are yeah, energy. She, she puts her fingernails in this thing, and it's like a, it's almost it looks like a pulse ox uh, reader, and they're hooked into these generators. Um, a rife rife machine. I don't know, but and we- uh, and and and, and it, it's wild how it works. It's wild how like I scanned my body. And ran a program, and it'll tell you like family history, or and it 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 actually showed that I broke my wrist in in fucking middle school, like a fracture in middle school. It came up on my body scan, like it's fucking wild. That's so I, I had a. Uh, let me show you just to give you an idea this frequency shit, how far back it goes, because it goes back a lot further than a lot of people realize. Um, what nine, ten years, eleven years ago, I had all of my vertebrae from my C, uh, C6 up replaced. Everything was replaced. Um, and when they did the replacement, all Not the vertebrae. All once. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the first, no, the first it- four were, and then the bottom three were. Yep. So it was four and three. Uh, I had all seven. All seven's been replaced. It's all metal up there. But they gave me this thing that I wore around my neck, and it was a frequency generator, and it generated a frequency. The reason they gave it to me is because this thing they put in my neck, because I still have damn near full movement. He's got a a double-stacked three-dimensional titanium tungsten disc in basically in the middle, and then the one – above that and below that is fused and then 
the two above the fused are replaced with um, cadaver bones, cadaver discs, and the one below the fusion is replaced with a cadaver disc. But the ones the, in the, mid, in one the in middle, one in the middle has has a ball and it sits in a disc and it turns and it spins just like your neck would. It moves up and down. It moves left to right, just like your neck normally would. Well, that being said, this thing they gave me, I wore it around my neck. I had to wear it for, uh, it was like four hours a day. So like two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. And uh, like the reason they told me I had to wear it was because it helped the fusion of the bones and the metal because there's so much metal. They just stuck in my neck all of a sudden. They just said, Hey, we're going to slap all this metal in your neck. We're going to see how this works. We hope it works. On top of the metal metal metal. Metal. So yeah, but we're going to give this a shot and let it, let, let's see if it goes. And uh, I didn't realize at the time, but that's what that was doing. They were using that to actually fuse the metal that they had just stuck in all the bone in my neck to make all that shit stay straight. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself going, holy fucking shit, that is crazier than ass clowns. I mean, like, I didn't even know I had it, but I still got the thing to this day. It still sits in my closet. Yeah, yeah that stuff is very, very real. So when you hear things like that from Donald Trump, and, and I truly believe, like, I don't believe in the Sara Jashara thing. It's all fucking nonsense. Yeah. But I do believe in aspects of the Sara and the Shara, like technologies that haven't been released to us. And I truly believe that uh, it's very possible that, yes, uh, people are going to lose their lives. People don't realize that we are at war. Like, this is a real war. This is not like some uh make believe like this is we're currently at war when donald trump said he was a wartime president he was 100 percent right like we are at this is a very very real war and our country is literally at stake our freedom is literally at stake everything that we stand for is at stake and Even more than that our th- this is more than just a physical battle this is also a spiritual battle it's not just our freedom and our lives that are at stake it's our souls that are at stake and everything uh, and we we need we need to fight harder than ever and uh not give in to this this nonsense because that's exactly what they want us to do um it's a hundred percent a war and people are going to lose their lives in a war unfortunately it's part of what happens you know mick mick knows that better than any of us here um and this is what's happened people are gonna die and it's sad it sucks and, you know, unfortunately, they weren't smart enough to make the, the right decision because when history is written and we win this war and win this battle, which I truly believe with every fiber in my body, we will um, if we haven't already, in my personal opinion, um, there's going to be some good things down the pipeline that are going to really make a drastic change in humanity. I truly believe that. Um, so. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a it's it's not going to be quick though we are we are going no, to no, no. I'm not, significant I'm... amount of pain before we see anything better i oh, yeah it's gonna get a lot worse i agree it's gonna I get agree. a lot worse it has to it had unfortunately it had the people have to understand what these people truly want to do to us like when you when you see nicole kidman on, on doing videos of eating maggots and meal oh my work, god and then, then, then Robert Downey Jr. is on the Colbert Report, and he's like, and Colbert's like, "What did you send me, Robert?" And he's like, "Oh, it's it's delicious. It's it's meal mealworm protein powder." He's like, mm. "You just sprinkle it on all your food, so everybody you get you get your protein. There's no flavor. It doesn't taste like anything. But just so you make sure you get your protein, I put it on everything." Like all these celebrities are now talking about it. The largest cricket farms are now open in Ontario and one in the UK. I like put that shit on everything. Yeah. Fuck these people, dude. Fuck these people. 
This and is their exactly mothers. No, this is exactly what they want for us. Yeah. It's exactly what they're trying to do. I'm not eating bugs. And no, if if we, I'm going out swinging, going out swinging. I'm they going were, out shooting. That's all I did. That's all I did through COVID is just kept buying oh. ammo like a moron. Not a moron. Just, that a, was in, moron. just insane amounts of money just buying ammo. Whatever. You know what? Well, well you're, you're a well-stocked moron. Well I don't have anything. Don't come to my house. Don't want to find out. I have nothing. Um, don't come to my house. You're not coming in. We we unfortunately lost everything in a in a horrible tractor accident. Yeah, tragic. Um, I, I might actually be able to get mine back. It was in I lost it in a boating accident in Lake Mead. Exactly. I can go check and see yeah, if it'll I dry can. up and you'll be able to get them. Uh, there it is. There it is. I still don't know why he put the primary weapons box on the back of the tractor before he decided to <laughs> drive it into the pond. It was, it was an accident. It was a. He was, he was shooting for the gator. It was surely just the gator. The gator got him. He must have been on acid again. <laughs> anyway. All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, maybe. Oh, maybe. But where, can everybody, where, where can everybody find you guys? So we are live Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern on uh, Twitch, DLive, Rumble, Clout Hub, Redpills.tv, um, and uh, and cannabis and combat on Roku, um, and then uh, Sundays at two p.m. on all those same channels as well. And then we put out an audio podcast every night after the show. Um, that's everywhere except for Spotify. So uh, if you want to find cunts. Yeah, if you want to find an audio podcast, go to uh, thepatriotparty.podbean.com. Time out. We didn't even talk about this, Alan. So we were creating our Facebook. Uh, Dude, we got banned off of Facebook so fucking long ago, it's not even funny. I've had so many accounts taken down. Permanently banned. I can't so make a new account. Oh, not, only, not, not only are you permanently oh, banned. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah. Not only are you permanently banned. So we went to go make the event for today both yeah. alan because i have a new account mm -hmm. that i made and alan has account and we both tried to make the event and we put your names in it and they would not let us so no. i'm sitting there i'm sitting there for a good 35 minutes trying to figure it out and i kept so i'm making the event and i put the, the title of the event freedom friday with and then i put um mick and Velin from the yeah. page the, the the uh patriot party podcast right and then everything oh. and then it would say the name is invalid. So I'm like, what? So I'm changing it up. I'm changing it up. So then I take out the, I, I even take out Patriot Party Podcast and I have your guy's name in it and it wouldn't let me do it. I had to just do uh, Freedom Friday with James and Alan and the date and then put you guys in the description. So I called James. I'm like, James, see if you can do it. I, I don't know what's going on. It's weird, but it finally let me make the event. And he had the same thing. So you guys, you guys are so tainted that We're I can't even put so the Patriot bad. party podcast in a fucking Facebook event. I actually finally got banned from Facebook when I sent a link to the podcast through instant messenger to my aunt. I was, I was already like, I had, they had, and they had done this crazy thing with my account where we were on vacation and they sent me a notification that my password had been changed in, in Savannah. <laughs> and 
because obviously they thought I was in Savannah, right? right. Your password, like your password has been changed. If this wasn't you, click on this. You know, that's just standard notification thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm in Jamaica. What the fuck? So I try and go get on my Facebook and I can't. And I'm like, fuck. So I go to reset my password. I'm like, okay, well, this wasn't me. I click, you know, this wasn't me. Reset my password. And it comes up with an error. Error, error, error error and then and i'm like fuck so i you know i kept like randomly kept trying to go back in and change my password tried to log in with the old password um you know try and change it i'd get the you know i'd get the change password request in my email and then i'd go in and i'd get all the way through and it wouldn't it wouldn't let me finish it it wouldn't let me change it. it always gave me the same error and then um but i still had messenger was a separate app on my phone yeah and i could still get into my messenger and then I sent the link to, to the podcast to my aunt. And then the next thing you know, I am completely erased. And I'm talking, this is my personal account, yeah, right? Yeah, I've had a few like, of them taken down. Like, going back fucking like 20 years. Yep, mine was from always gone. I didn't even post political shit on that. Like, this is yep. my, like my fucking wedding pictures, my, you know, kids pictures, puppy yep. pictures. Oh, my God. That's January seventh, two thousand one. That was my last day on Facebook. Two thousand twenty-one or twenty-one. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. January seventh, gone. All oh, gone. Well, he made the mistake I got of an trying email. to open his social media. I got an while email from Facebook saying you have been removed from Facebook, and I went to click on my account on my phone, and it said it brought me to the normal standard sign-in page, and. Yeah. I no longer had Facebook. I lost Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. What else did I lose? Discord. Discord. Everything. I lost everything. I was eliminated. I didn't exist anymore in the electronic sphere. Gone. And did you try to make new accounts? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was all IP based. It was all off of my IP, my IP address. So if I try to make a different account on my phone, I even tried (laughs) downloading a fucking uh, uh, IP blocker and changing my IP address and it still fucking connected me. Yep. I I did the same thing. I would, I would try to create accounts on a different phone. Like I'd go on my girlfriend's phone and create an account and then I'd go on my phone to use it. And that, that account would get banned immediately as soon as I logged in immediately so what happened was once i changed my phone and got a new phone i was able to create an account again yeah Uh, i tried that and then when i put my name in it automatically kicked me out it said we don't need dick punch here (laughs) i I posted the video of them boarding up the windows in michigan and it went viral on facebook right after the election and january 6th i was down I turned on my phone. We were outside the bubble. I tried to send a text message to family and friends saying, hey, we're okay. Everything's fine. I brought up Facebook like an idiot. Probably shouldn't have because they probably sucked up everything then. And after that, I was done. It was over. Oh, that's what they fucking do. believable. It's just it's it's crazy how they do these, how they do the algorithms, how they track people, how they they, they, they take away accounts like uh, it's, you, you, you forgot that, that you're talking to a national star anyway. Yeah, I'm because she's right fucking the number one person in the January 6th committee video that they aired on the national January TV. That's movie? her in the first the, 10 the, seconds. Yeah, the first 30 seconds where I'm saying I'm not allowed to tell you what's going to happen. And they made me look like a fucking and I'm boy. the dickhead standing behind her. Yeah. <laughs> and then, 
And then uh, Liz Cheney had the fucking balls to sit there and say, everybody in the video has been spoken to and investigated by the FBI. Nope, they've never spoken with me and they've never investigated me. And how do I know this? Because we have fucking friends in the FBI that go to our church. Mm. And I asked them, I was like, hey, what's up with this? Um, You know, I was there. Uh, They just put me in the video and they said that I was investigated by the FBI. When was I ever investigated? And he's like, let me, let me get back to you. And he ran my name. Nope. Never any investigation whatsoever. Nothing. Not a blip. (laughs) And of course they completely took it out of context because that was part of a much longer interview. So we're suing them now where I was talking about cancel culture Uh and they were like, well, what do you think is going to happen? I was like, you know what? I'm going to be quite honest. We have a small podcast. We've already been kicked off of one platform. If I want to keep our show, I'm not allowed to tell you what's going to happen. That was what I said. Oh, no, they cut that all out. Nope. (laughs) Yep. Uh, It's fucked up. It's been another wild free. It went, it went over the three hour mark. It did. Take us out, James. Take us out. It went over the three hour mark. So Mick, Vlan, it was truly a pleasure. We we had a blast having you guys on. We definitely got to do this again and do it more often. Absolutely, uh, we, we this was fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. We could, we make you we, should write a book. I wanted to say that earlier. Like you should seriously, if you haven't thought about it or you you think it, you should between the military and everything else. I, I'd like to walk around in your head for an hour. You should write a fucking book. I think it would. She's gonna write it after I'm dead. I'm writing the book uh, before he's dead, but I can't publish it until I kill him. So yeah, oh, fair enough. All right, fair fair enough. Enough. because he can't die until I kill him. We've already proven that over and over again. <laughs> so I mean, he the man has literally died and come back now, eight, seven times. Seven times. That's seven. a that's a chapter in itself in the book. So it's literally a, a um, full chapter. I have a series of books in my head. I've started writing some of them, but yeah goes back a long way but yeah great so go check out the patriot party podcast they do amazing work if you want to hear some some more from mick and vlin we really appreciate you guys we like i said we got to do this again alan where can everybody find you go right to my website the great divide 1776.com patriot podcast network i'm on there with you mondays uh, at 6 30 p.m fridays 9 p.m and my show's wednesday live at 6 30 p.m on you know rumble facebook you know, the Patriot Podcast Network and every way you can find well, podcasts. Go to his Wednesday, Wednesday show and put in the comments, Alan, you're a bitch. Alan, oh. you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and ca- it has to be all capitals. All capitals. Ex- explanation points and everything. Yes. What about you? Yeah. What about your sorry ass? Where can everybody yeah, find you? We're, we're, you can catch me every Monday, Monday and Friday, like you had said earlier on all those platforms. Uh, we're also live every Tuesday, 830 Eastern. Uh, come and hang out with me and Nick and Ant. We have a good old time. We gangbang on the government as usual. Uh, go to WPRUSA.com. Uh, you can find us on the Patriot pod, uh, Podcast Network. Uh, hopefully, Mick and Vlan will be on there very shortly. Mick Give me the stream keys. I'll get on there. And, uh, and uh, we're also on Instagram, True Social. Come and find us. Come and hang out. Come and say hello. Uh, shout out to our sponsors for the day. Kush Cream is the number one topical in the game. Uh, this stuff is literally amazing. Uh, I could bathe in it. Uh, it's the best paint cream I've ever, ever used. And go to kushcreams.com, pick, put in code WPRUSA for 15% off. This stuff is truly 
life-changing it's been it's been awesome and can't forget serious cbd actually mick i even didn't even get to talk to you about your experience with serious your experience i have mine right here i got mine right here yep yeah we have that too um but yeah we didn't even get to talk to your, you at your experience because i know you you uh between his brain surgeries all the i mean the the brain surgery the neck surgery that i mean all of it um just the he installs garage doors for a living, like constant physical activity in the heat. You know, it, it's, he used to take a double handful of pills every day. Um, blood pressure, Adderall, uh, anti-seizure, anti-psychotics, um, all kinds of, and then uh, ibuprofen to the point where he was shitting blood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's pretty bad. Now he doesn't take any of that. Yeah, none. Just weed and CBD. That's weed it. And CBD. That's it. That's just serious CBD. So it is the number one CBD on the planet. I don't know how long it's going to be in stock, but for as long as it's in stock, go to serious dash cbd.com. Put in code WPRUSA. I'm sure there's still a discount if they're still available. Um, Alan, it was another fun Freedom Friday. We yes, it was. Whole- Mick V. Lynn, thanks again. It was great having you on. We'll uh, we'll do this again. So until yeah. then. 100%. We'll be back on Monday, boys. Yeah, we'll see you on Monday. All right, everyone. Have a great weekend. See you guys later.